Greetings. Welcome. Bienvenidos. Hola. Aloha. Ni hao. Namaste. Konnichiwa. Bonjour. Bonjourno. Sawadee karab. Guten tak. Ciao. We viva cat bang. Half a day. Priviet. Jai Janendra. Salam. Shalom. Peace. Now. Go vegan. Peace how? Go vegan. It's the only way. Solution for everything. Um, This is Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden since 2001. This is, yes, the very first vegan show ever to infiltrate mainstream media. Uh, Way back when mainstream media uh, were still cool before the ban on the truth. Um, Oh, so that's... Please, not a partisan statement uh, saying ban on the truth. Uh, The ban on the truth was bipartisan. We don't have to go into it now, but there actually was legislation passed by the House and the Senate signed by Obama. You can Google it. You can see uh, when the ban on on the truth happened uh, just couple of years ago, is it now? But anyway, so um, it was called the Countering Foreign Propaganda and Disinformation Act. So that was passed. And so now we're in a state of affairs where um, it seems to be, it it might as well have been called Countering Foreign Propaganda, um, uh, which uh, comes... uh, from domestic sources, with disinformation. So um, we must now, uh, I mean, there's a ban on the truth. Lying is mandatory by law, federal law. So, you know, Rachel Maddow, you know, would like to not talk about Russia for a moment, but um, the law now requires it. Uh, Prior to that, when she was on Air America, she she could be truthful. Um, I was on Air America at that very same time. Um, and of course, well, I bring the vegan truth. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, no, that's why, that's why MSNBC, everybody, um, it's a law. I'm telling you, look it up, look it up. It's called the Countering Foreign Propaganda and Disinformation Act. And how do you do that? You do it with propaganda and disinformation. Right now, it's the CN enemy, right? And it's all you know, ABCIA, CIABS, NBCIA. Um, so, here, I guess, when we get together doing this podcast, we're probably violating federal law or the uh, Animal Enterprise Terrorism Act or. Uh, and all we're trying to do is discuss the truth. That's what we've been trying to do on this show going back 18 years when we debuted on KRLA in Los Angeles and then quickly added stations in uh, San Francisco. We were on KYCY in San Francisco and the Quake in Green 960. Um, and see, we were on terrestrial radio. Now, ev- everybody's a radio star, right? Everybody has a podcast. Um, but we were on, we commandeered the real radio stations, now called terrestrial radio stations. Um, 
And then this very program was on the Air America Radio Network, as I mentioned, when Rachel Maddow uh, could tell the truth. Um, and we were on the GCN Radio Network, believe it or not, uh, with Alex Jones. That's his network. Um, we uh, we had our show was to make him look, you know, normal. We were like the vegan show, and here's Alex Jones. Who's the normal one, right? He doesn't even eat eggs. Okay. Um, and uh, GCN said we were the first uh, food show on its network, uh, which was the first I ever realized that this is a food show. Uh, and this here food show has also been on CBS and Clear Channel radio stations all across the country. Uh, now, uh, uh, podcast uh, recorded uh, on today's date. Now, uh, I apologize. I said I was going to be more regular. I promised. Uh, and, oh, again, although regularity for vegans is never really a problem, vegans are number one at number two. Um, and I'm not just saying that to uh, make a poopy joke. Um, I, re I rely upon scientific studies and research here. Okay? This is not fake news. So anyway, I'm uh, really, really, really trying to get the show going on a weekly basis again. But uh, I don't know. Every time I try to get started, <sighs> this is an animal-loving crowd listening today. Every time I, I want to get started, I just feel like hugging my doggy. Um, uh, and uh, right, so that's enough of an excuse right there to satisfy to satisfy. Uh, the animal lovers listening to this show. Um, I know she's really not my dog. She's not a possession. She's not my property. She's not a thing. I'm her possession. I'm I'm her human. Daisy, my little love, my little love, who uh, has been with me constantly. We're inseparable for the last six years. She being a vegan dog very happily vegan, enjoying evolution diet, uh, which uh, she loves. Oh, evolution now comes in organic. The dry food comes in organic now. The canned food will be in uh, the organic variety coming soon. Um, evolution diet, um, which has been around for 30 years, 30 years. Let me, let me look up the phone number here for Eric Weissman, so you can give him a call. Um, he'll give you a discount on your first order, um, and you get discounts on Wednesdays, uh, the first Wednesday of the month when you order, and you can call 651-492-2190, 651-492-2190, and Evolution uh, doesn't have any chemical preservatives like so many dog foods out there. Never recalled over the 30 years. And, uh, you know, it passes all that uh, good for every stage of life, you know. So that's evolution diet. So check it out. Daisy loves it. And she's right here next to me. And um, so... And Daisy also happens to be the boss. Uh, she does dictate my schedule. She tells me when I can be on the phone, when I can be on the computer. 
Well, like right now, she's, you know, we just had a long walk and taken a nap. So she's allowing me to be with you here. Um, and, um, you know, I have her permission right now for for a moment here. So, um, and uh, around here, it's canine privilege all the way. Whatever Daisy wants, she's the boss, you know. So, um, but I must say, I've really gotten so busy working on producing San Diego Reggae Vegan Fest coming July 21st. And uh, can I remember the lineup off the top of my head? I mean, it is uh, truly... I'd say it's going to be the greatest day of music ever experienced in San Diego. Um, if I do say so myself, and I mean, that's not like bragging because I'm not going to be playing a note of the music, but the headliner will be Third World, which has been around for 45 years as an iconic reggae band. Um, and then we have the movement, like, Amazing, amazing music. Yami Bolo, and uh, we have Empress Akua. Oh, uh, Yakopo, Yakopo, who's like an international reggae superstar now. And Prime Livity, Lamore and the Mystic Band, General John Mikey, Sensi Trails, uh, uh, Drifting Roots. So, the greatest day of music ever. San Diego, Sunday, July 21st at Liberty Station, NTC Park. The same weekend as Comic-Con. Are you going to Comic-Con? Do you know somebody who is? The perfect way to, like, you know, have a blast and Comic-Con weekend. Uh, San Diego Reggae Vegan Fest. All of that incredible music in the environment of a vegan festival. Can you believe it? Ah. You know, I mean, a reggae festival is great, and of course a vegan festival is great, but put them together, and ah, the positive vibrations. Uh, can you imagine? You don't have to imagine. You can actually be there. Tickets are on sale right now. Discount tickets. Spring. It's a spring sale. Discount tickets available at reggaeveganfest.com. We will be announcing our L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest which will be Sunday, September 15th at uh, MacArthur Park. We'll be announcing the lineup for that soon, and that will also be amazingly awesome. So, uh, come on, you got to be out there. Um, and if you want to be a vendor, a sponsor, a volunteer, a donor, uh, all the information is at reggaeveganfest.com if uh, it's not there yet it will be soon that we're going to have a VIP ticket uh, a vegan important person ticket for San Diego Reggae Vegan Fest that will get you a t-shirt a cap uh, of course a ticket and uh, that will be your invitation to our special vegan wine and cheese tasting San Diego Reggae Vegan Fest, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Sunday, July 21st. So, uh, you can imagine how busy it can keep one. And, uh, but I see, I, I see that this is uh, important vegan advocacy. And uh, my life is dedicated to uh, vegan activism. So, if 
I didn't think it were that. I would never let it come between us for so long. Like my presence on social media and uh, doing a show more regular uh, will increase now. <laughs> uh, you know, I, yeah, anyway. I mean, it's, it's just so strange, you know. Um, just a few days ago, yeah, sure, I could have been uh, recording another episode of Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, but, you know, my life is a sitcom. I never know what's coming next. I never know where I'll be stumbling, kind of like George in Seinfeld. Um, and uh, although that was a show about uh, nothing, this is a show about everything, everything, you name it, right? Music, food, health, the environment, animals, um, so, um, how, how is it that the other day I found myself, um, at the Jamaica Music Conference in Oakland, uh, which, uh, fortunately for me was a block away from Golden Lotus, uh, one of my favorite vegan restaurants, so, hi Van, um, so, I was, uh, able to, uh, I was able to eat two dishes with one bank card. Um, that's my expression uh, to replace uh, killing two birds with one stone. Ah! So, hate that expression. So, yeah. So, I went to Golden Lotus and I went to the Jamaica Music Conference. So, I was able to uh, eat two dishes with one bank card. Um, yeah. Don't you hate that expression, though? Uh, kill two birds with one stone? I mean, like, how speciesist? How violent? Huh? How violent? You know, a violent way to say that uh, you you accomplished something, <laughs> you know, more than you expected, like... Uh, um, and how human supremacist, isn't that? You know, like, yeah. Um, so, I also hate that as much as uh, there's more than one way to skin a cat. You know, so I don't know. I don't want to kill any birds and I don't want to skin any cats. I I hate speech like that. I, I hate speech like that. And uh, hmm, I wonder by saying that, am I taking a chance that this show will be banned by the social media censors um, for hate speech? Huh? Was that hate speech? If I hate speech like that, is that hate speech? So, um, anyway, who are they to decide what should be censored or characterized as hate speech or truth or lies? I don't know, but there's federal legislation that, uh, I think it, uh, that legislation appropriated something like $180 million over two years to create the uh, uh, disinformation <laughs> network that we have, censorship that we have. I hate censorship. Uh, but I also hate hate. So if I hate hate, is that hate speech? And will I be censored for that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um... Maybe I should apply for a job as a uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook censor, huh? Huh? Sorry, you said bacon. Uh-uh, bacon, that is hate speech to a pig. Huh? You are permanently banned. 
Uh, what? You said KFC? KFC? Uh-uh. That's violent. That's like killing for cash. Hate speech to a chicken. You are banned. You said hamburger? Huh? Hate speech to a cow. Um... Yeah, really? Why? Why should be? Why should people be allowed to mention a hamburger on the internet, huh? I mean, look the the product of violence. Like the, you're you're seeing the body, huh? They, like that's so graphic. You know the somebody who suffered violence. You know bacon. Bacon is is graphic violence. Chicken wings. Wow, graphic violence that need to be banned from the internet, Facebook, Twitter. YouTube. So, uh, the Jamaica Music Conference just took place in Oakland. It was billed as a conference with the industry leaders of Jamaican music. Plus Daisy and me. <laughs> what, what am I doing there? Huh? Um, did you ever see the movie Being There with Peter Sellers? You know, I mean, just... Uh, I don't know, just <laughs> finding oneself in unlikely situations because you just utter a few words that people interpret one way. And, you know, so suddenly, you know, Peter Sellers, this uh, kind of simple-minded gardener, talks about something about seeds and people are saying, oh, how brilliant, how brilliant. And eventually he's being considered, like, to be a candidate for president, you know, so... I drive along one day and I, I say, you know, L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest. Suddenly I find myself at the Jamaica Music Conference. And so the sitcom of my life continues. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so um, here we are. I, uh, I was speaking at the Jamaica Music Conference because... Uh, I am producer of San Diego Reggae Vegan Fest and L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest. And by the way, in terms of vegan activism or advocacy, um, I think that this is the happiest. Can you imagine happy, happy vegan advocacy? I don't, you know, and I don't mean like just the vegan festivals where, um, you know, everybody's eating and drinking and having a good time. This is like happy vegan advocacy. Um, it embraces cultural roots. Uh, it's just really, you know, mind-blowing speakers, all subjects, uh, everything related to that uh, vegan is the solution, really, to just about everything. So, um, and these events may be the biggest thing, the next big thing for reggae music, which was the goal of the people attending the Jamaica Music Conference. It's to bring a greater audience and more awareness to music from Jamaica and the Caribbean. Um, and uh, they were talking about the need for, well, how do we do this? How, you know, they, they especially want to uh, create uh, more awareness in California. So they're there saying, uh, you know, maybe, maybe what we need is a, a festival or something. And then they're talking about, well, maybe we should form committees to... Uh, uh, you know, create a festival, and uh, I said, uh, hello, hello, we have it in progress, jump on board, the train has left the station, and uh, here we are, um, 
you know, like the perfect combination because reggae and vegan go together. The positive vibrations match very well. But the high conscious Jamaican thinkers of the 1930s um, came up with the idea of vegan at that time, only they called it ITAL. And really, nobody came up with the idea of vegan until... 10 years later, to, well, in the next decade, in the 1940s, when uh, Donald Watson, when the Watsons came up with vegan in the UK. So ITEL uh, preceded the word vegan um, from the previous decade. And, you know, so we, this show should probably be called uh, uh, Go, Go ITEL, Go ITEL Radio with uh, Bob Linden. And... Uh, yeah, and, you know, the thinking being, how do, you, how do you feed liberty, your life force? How do you feed liberty with dead animals and what's not natural? And meat, dairy, fish, and eggs are not natural foods. Um, and, uh, you know, so I talked to the Jamaica Music Council about, um, you know, the match of uh, vegan and reggae and also vegan being, oh, the only solution to save Jamaica. <laughs> um, yes. To, so, like, yeah, we want to help publicize uh, Jamaican music and promote uh, Jamaican uh, music performers. But uh, in the process, we will be saving uh, the island of Jamaica, the other islands also. Um, the only way for us to do that is the message of this festival, which is to go vegan. And I keep saying San Diego Reggae Vegan Fest, LA Reggae Vegan Fest are the premier environmental festivals. Um, and so people ask me, they say, well, why are you like really promoting recycling? You know, it's like, yeah, okay, sure. Reci recycle the wrapper from your uh, Oscar Mayer wiener package, right? Okay, yeah, do that. Um, or, you know, are, are we really promoting, you know, like uh, things that the Sierra Club is doing or 350.org or Greenpeace, uh, all of whom uh, ignore um, the vegan solution? They don't, you know, that's not forefront uh, for them. Uh, well, I guess if you're getting donations from the ranching industry, uh, you wouldn't be uh, promoting veganism that much, huh? So, um and we see uh, there are uh, some politicians out there who say that they recognize uh, that uh, there's climate change and we need to do something about it, all while they're eating uh, cow, cow fat ice cream, uh, which is the cause of the problem. Uh, but, you know, what's, what's going into their mouth, what's coming out of their mouths uh, is, oh, we have to reduce our emissions by 50% you know, within 12 years or whatever. But, you know, if we all go vegan, we do decrease our uh, emissions by 50% immediately. So, I mean, our, our greenhouse gas emissions, yes, we decrease them immediately by 50%. Um, the only way uh, to address climate change is a, po a human population shift to vegan. That's why reggae vegan fests are the premier um, environmental festivals. 
um, and the first and only 100% vegan reggae festivals. Um, a guest on this show, Joseph Poor, um, did a study for Oxford University, uh, the study Reducing Foods Environmental Impact Through Producers and Consumers. Um, and Joseph was a guest on this show, so you can... Uh, uh, search for him. There are 600, over 600 shows archived at goveganradio.com uh, where you can make a tax-deductible donation to support our work. Um, so Joseph Poor says, um, if we go vegan, we reduce greenhouse gas emissions by about 50%. Um, that's food production of greenhouse gas emissions. And by the way, not to confuse you, but uh, Goodland, uh, Dr. Robert Goodland and Jeff Anhang at the World Bank estimated that animal agriculture is responsible for at least 51% of human-generated greenhouse gas emissions. Okay, now let's go back to Joseph Poor and his Oxford uh, University study he says we reduce greenhouse foods greenhouse gas emissions by about 50%. We reduce acidification by about 50% and we reduce eutrophica- eutrophication by about 50%. You know the algae growth dead dead waters. So um the most important environmental action that you can take uh Right, it's uh, come to uh, the Reggae Vegan Fests. No, no, it's uh, Go Vegan. Well, it's both. Um, So, yes, okay, so I did mention the lineup for you at uh, Reggae Vegan Fest. Uh, You can get your tickets right now uh, at reggaeveganfest.com. So, and, uh, yeah, oh, it's been a while since uh, I've I've done a show, you know, want to get more regular, but... uh, so therefore, it's been a while since I complained about the uh, fake animal rights movement. Okay, there we have a fake movement in collusion with the meat industry. So um, obstructing justice for animals. So I do feel like complaining on today's show. I'll, I'll do that a little later uh, about uh, mercy for animals. Um, for some reason. Um, Joining up with uh, Ben and Jerry's Dairy Council, um, Mercy for Animals, uh, which uh, I think I'm, I think really is more like uh, Mercedes for animals sellouts. Mercedes for animal sellouts. Mercedes for animal sellouts. Mercy for animals. MFA. Um, depending upon uh, who is donating this week, they are. Uh, against uh, enriched battery cages, then there are four enriched battery cages, uh, then there are four um, cage-free eggs, which, I mean, is the is the biggest hoax ever from a fake animal rights movement. I mean, anybody who cheers for cage-free eggs is just basically cheering for uh, concentration camps and uh, murder for all. Um, but anyway... <laughs> All right, coming up on today's show, uh, Jan Smitovich, our author friend, talking about his article just published in the latest issue of Animals Voice magazine, which uh, is how I helped the ALF 
liberate 60 rats from a vivisection laboratory. It should be interesting. Uh, also, I do have a talk. See, I, I, my intentions were good, but procrastination overtook me again. Uh, giving Daisy a tummy rub overtook me back when I... I did record another uh, interview with Professor Gary Francione. <laughs> Probably goes back a few weeks by now. I Hopefully it's still relevant, and uh, we'll have that on today's show. And uh, yeah, Gary wasn't available for, um, for us today, but as we become more uh, regular, um, Gary will join us as he has on a regular basis, Gary Francione. So, here we go. It's Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at GoVeganRadio.com. On Twitter at Go Vegan Radio. Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. Um, and then please like the page for Reggae Vegan Fest on Facebook. It's the at Reggae Vegan Fest. Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at GoVeganRadio.com. Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. Twitter at Go Vegan Radio. ReggaeVeganFest.com. And, uh, yeah, please uh, support this program with a tax-deductible donation. I know there there are gazillions of uh, shows out there, and everybody's always asking for a donation. But who's asking for a donation for the vegan cause? Um, I know my consultants are telling me, they're saying, look, you have to come up with, you know, a a campaign for donations that involves Trump in some way. I mean, Trump generates a fortune, you know, whether you're really for him or against him. I mean, you know, like the Democrats are raking in money and the uh, environmental groups are uh, blaming him for causing climate change and destruction of everything. So and they're raking in the money. So um, my my consultants are telling me I, I have to come up with a campaign for donations that involves Trump. So. I, th- I think I have one. Um, I'll talk to you about it a little later in the program. Uh, I'm sure when you hear it, I mean, just, you know, have your checkbook near you or, you know, your bank card, uh, because as soon as you, you hear this, I mean, you're, I mean, you, how could you not give money uh, to Go Vegan Radio? I mean, so, so, yeah, a little later in the show. And yes, I will be talking about uh, building walls and collusion and obstruction of justice, um, but uh, more likely I'll I'll be accusing uh, mercy of animals for that than Trump. But you know, well, we'll we'll see. We'll see how we'll see who is colluding with whom. Okay, and uh, will will it be as strange as Rachel Maddow saying that uh, Russia is going to cut off your heat in the middle of the winter? Stay tuned.
Also coming up, our talk with author Jan Smitovich and a talk with Professor Gary Francione, who, by the way, is the first academic ever to teach animal rights theory in an American law school. So that's coming up today on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. And, um, you know, have you ever been curious about how good a home meal delivery service could be? You know, um, I was. So I took Green Chef up on its offer to try some of what it offers. And uh, so uh, there were packages containing all the ingredients for uh, each of three meals. I must say, um, I was absolutely shocked. I was shocked by the organic produce. Really. All of it, I think it was the most beautiful produce I've ever seen. It was it was beautiful. I mean, picture-perfect beautiful. Like, uh, if you were looking, you know, for the model, the, the picture-perfect tomatoes or red pepper or onion or scallion or chard, um, they were all in the box that came to me from Green Chef. I mean, that leafy green chard, I mean, had it such a great fresh taste to it, you know, and, but all the produce was, I mean, it was as delicious as it was beautiful. I mean, it's almost like, uh, will any of it be left for the recipes? You know what I mean? It's like for those of us who, (laughs) who value eating raw food and whoa, was that chard amazing. So. I think Green Chef knows the secret that, uh, you know, to to create the best food, you know, the best recipes, the best meals, uh, using uh, the best ingredients would really be key to that. Key to good cooking. Start off with, with everything great and don't ruin them, you know. Like, <laughs> don't overcook, don't undercook, you know. Don't ruin them. You're starting off with what's perfect here, okay. So, and... Uh, there were very beautiful pictures of uh, the recipes and cooking instructions that uh, are easy to follow. Uh, and, uh, you know, then I had to start to wonder, like, did Green Chef, uh, you know, go out to the farm looking for the picture-perfect produce that it sent me? Huh? I mean, and everything, by the way, was 100% organic. Uh, the packaged items like black beans and tempeh were highest quality. Uh, the sauces were really very tasty. Uh, very much enjoyed the mole, ole mole, and um, the uh, cashew cheese. So um, I don't know. I was I was I was surprised that uh, it uh, exceeded my expectations and. Uh, you know, this being uh, my first and only, and I wonder, like, if, if you were to get a box, would you also get that picture-perfect produce, you know? Or was it just for me, because I'm a vegan talk show host who's producing L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest and San Diego Reggae Vegan Fest? What do you think, huh? Okay. So um, I would also like to thank uh, Vegetarian House 
for its support of this program, Vegetarian House, at 520 East Santa Clara Street in San Jose. 100% vegan, organic, non-GMO. The food is fantastic, and lately it seems uh, everybody wants Vegetarian House for catering, and uh, you do too if you're in the area. Uh, the website is vegetarianhouse.us, vegetarianhouse.us. And when we continue on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, we have Jan uh, Smitovich coming up, Professor Gary Francione, and, uh, and more. Continue on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at goveganradio.com. On Twitter at Go Vegan Radio, Facebook Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. Oh, I've been absent from social media uh, so long. Um, you know, what's, uh, what's so weird is that this weekend, uh, I don't know, I mean, I've just been delaying doing the show. I apologize. It's been taking me forever you know what's what's weird is this weekend i've been invited to an event it's the jamaica music conference the first time it's it it hasn't been uh taking place in kingston jamaica so it's all the top jamaican music industry executives and bob linden <laughs> what am i doing there huh i i guess uh I guess uh, L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest and San Diego Re Reggae Vegan Fests are uh, are a big deal now. So, um, and I urge you to check out the website reggaeveganfest.com. Tickets are available. Um, we're announcing the lineup in Los Angeles, and uh, don't forget Third World is headlining in San Diego. Third World, the movement, Yami Bolo. Check out the lineup. It's truly fantastic. And uh, um, maybe it'll be our little secret or our little secret at the Jamaica Music uh, Conference. 
when I tell people that uh, Maxie Priest will be headlining in Los Angeles, and uh, we will have a great lineup there. So get your tickets now, and we look forward to seeing you there. And that's what's been keeping me so busy. Uh, there's no business like vegan show business. There's no business like uh, reggae vegan show business. And I am the busiest guy in show business. Um, actually, maybe I'm not supposed to be identified by gender at this point. I know pronouns are changing. So I am the busiest it in show business. Um, and uh, now um, in my, in my uh, getting into back into character as the uh, host of the first ever vegan talk show to make it into mainstream media back back before it was all fake um so here we are today and uh it, i'm gonna talk to my my old friend uh jan miss uh, smitovich who is the author of a number of books uh orange rain and uh redwood falls and rebel hell disabled vegan goes to prison and uh, he has an article that was just published in the animals voice magazine uh, how i helped the alf liberate 60 rats from a vivisection laboratory um, maybe i should deny that i'm friends with you for a long time jan i just met you um i guilt by association here uh who are you anyway? Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought we weren't using pronouns. What have? What, who, 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 you? You, you, you call it? You, yeah, what? I mean. Who? Who? It's all you. of it. Who, who, yeah, all of it. All of it. I know. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna suggest you. Maybe you could be the hardest working person in show business. Person, right? Person. Because you know, didn't James Brown have that? Uh, right, 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 right. The hardest yeah. person in show business. You, but, James Brown. I mean, little difference. Right, well, right. very little difference. We we, we both uh, are in the music industry. Uh, the hardest working, the hardest working person. But then you know, person. I don't know if I really want to be identified by species. You know what I mean? Like, People. Yeah. 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 I, the hardest working. You couldn't. You. That, that's about the most oppressive group you could possibly choose yourself to align <laughs> right, with. Right, right. Don't call me that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, How so, dare you? Right. I am the... I think I think maybe it, <laughs> it, it is appropriate. I am the hardest working it. it. You know, and and it's so strange because for years we've been trying to get people not to call animals it because they're not <laughs> things. So we've been saying, please call call them him or her. And now the whole thing is out of whack, and you know we're back to like it. Be, it 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 seems to be like uh, <laughs> it's in. It's in. I I don't know. I'm totally confused. Uh, and it'll probably take me another six months to recover from this to to do another show and figure out the pronouns <laughs> that I'm using. You know, so. it, it, it it is not that confusing, my friend. It is not that confusing. Well, it Correct. depends. It depends on what the meaning of it uh, is, I guess. So, um, what is the meaning of is? What does yeah? Is what, what is is? What, what is is? What is what is it to be? To be or not to be? What it is. Um, <laughs> what it is. What it is. <laughs> what it is, yeah. So, um, 
Well, so you have this article that came out, How I Helped the ALF Liberate 60 Rats from a Vivisection Laboratory. Now, uh, for, for, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Who, I, who I, are I, you? <laughs> I am it. I am it. Um, <laughs> and um, so... Uh, my uh, my understanding from years back in, in you know just looking at issues related to the ALF is that it uh, seems to be a secretive group or a secretive individual. So how would you even know you helped the ALF? I the <laughs> way it, it sounds like you helped the the Russians or something here. I don't know really <laughs> what. <laughs> well, I I can't really go into details, and I had to kind of do a, a bit of uh, gymnastics with my prose in the article to to sort of protect everyone's identity but my own because, you know, I, I, I don't care about myself, you know, so. Well, it is a heavily redacted article, I can actually <laughs> hear. It's like... No, it's all there. It's all there. What I don't know what you missed, but it's all there. I don't no, there's the, no black the, marks on the, mine. Is it, there's, there's, I think there is one. Is it? There? Oh is it there one? no, I see. I see where your problem. You're looking at the page with the pictures. That's that's photography. The black space. That's not redacted text. Oh. <laughs> it's just pictures with black space, buddy. I, I thought you were. You're losing it. Some, I thought you were protecting <laughs> some some names there. So actually, yeah. Well, so that. <laughs> it looked it looked like a redaction. It looks like most of what's you know released uh, to the public by government agencies, like you know just pages of you know black like like the black faxes that people used to send to uh, right. sectors, right? So uh, not that I know anything about. I just heard about that because I'm in you know broadcasting and I I hear about things, you know. So it's research. Um, it's all research. It, yeah, it's all it's all research like, to me. And and interesting stories too. You know what what motivates people to act in certain ways. You know, I mean, what? Uh, yeah, it's really quite interesting. Hi, my baby girl, Daisy, coming over to say hi. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So so uh, and I I found it to be a very Interesting article. Oh, so so you say that like you're the only one uh, whose name is revealed in it. I think and, and correct. Way, I, I see that's. That, oh, go ahead. So 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 I was gonna say. You, well, I laughed and I cried and you know found a lot of it interesting. But uh, I, 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 one of the places where I laughed was actually when you were revealed. You did reveal another name uh, in it. So it's you and. Do you remember? Jesse? Do you no? Uh, well, Jesse was not the right name, right? Jesse is a you know a, a nom de plume or whatever. Nom right? de so, plume. So, but uh, nope, there was somebody. Uh, well, I believe. Uh, what, oh, what, is it some some older guy? It, it was slightly slightly older. Well, I I don't I don't know the person's age, but one of the, one of the rats rescued was named after him. Do you remember? Oh, uh, Rod Coronado. No, no. You gotta help me out, buddy. Okay. I'm lost. <laughs> it's, it's your own article. Well, I guess I read it more carefully than you did. But um, I just wrote the thing, man. I don't <laughs> right. know what's yeah, in it. I didn't read the fucking thing. <laughs> That's true. You know, after I do a show, it's like who was on last week? What I did a show. Right. So, um, it was the name on a spam email that you got, right? So, uh, there was there was Hasip Satsky. Yes. That's the one. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were talking about an animal rights related name because we named several of the rats that were liberated after sort of famous liberators like Rod Coronado and 
uh, Ronnie Lee, who sort of found, not sort of, he founded the ALF in uh, the United Kingdom in the 70s. His name was in there, and, you know, and, and one of the rats I know was named Ronnie Lee, but I thought the guy who sent the spam, you know, that you, his, his, it just cracked me up that. Uh... <laughs> we, yeah, we, rats, rats are great because you can, and you can care for many of them at once, and you get to have a lot of fun with their names. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you don't have to call their names in public like with dogs. You know, if you go, Hasip Satsuki, come here, girl. <laughs> Hasip. <laughs> so, Hasip Scotsky. You're never going to get it. I'll, I'll never get it, but that was... Uh... You know, the, the the inspiration for the name was from one of those uh, spam emails to probably uh, send money to a Nigerian lottery or something. Um, so so uh, so in this, uh, I, I see that you talk about that after you became vegan at age 21, you became interested in studying animal issues and uh, animal liberation history. And yeah. you, you know, you said you, it goes back a couple of hundred years. I wonder if you re, do you recall what you remember from a couple of hundred years ago? That might be interesting if you. Oh, yeah. well, that was three or four uh, incarnations ago. So my memory is a little foggy, but uh, 200 years ago, I mean, <laughs> Mark Twain was a vocal anti-vivisectionist and you know, that's, we're talking 1900, George Bernard Shaw, the famous, uh, famous philosopher, also, uh, anti-vivisection, uh, Leonardo, going way back, Leonardo da Vinci was, was vegan and, and, you know, uh, wrote a lot of really beautiful things about, about animals. You know, he said something like, um, how can I eat an egg when, when it, uh, it should grow up to become a beautiful bird? Mm-hmm. So, so this kind of this this stuff has been been around for a long, long time. Well, if you, if you read Rinberry's history, uh, you know of of religion, you might go back a couple of thousand years to um, Jesus Christ, who would have been vegan if he were, you know, uh, biblically inclined by uh, Genesis <laughs> book Genesis book one verse twenty nine, which apparently he he would have written right because. He was God, so did he write it when he was God? But anyway, and, and Rinberry says that he was kicking over the tables at the temple because of animal sacrifice and what was happening to animals. So, um, you know, there's, there's been this concern for animals, uh, I would imagine, for thousands of years. And and v- to, vegan is really the, the, the first commandment from God in the Bible, you know, for those who are into that. You know, I mean, they seem to skip over it. I see a lot of religious people out there always talking about, you know, but they, they, they don't, they seem to skip over like the beginning of the Bible, Genesis book one, verse 29, that tells you to be vegan. Then they seem to ignore thou shalt not kill. And they, you know, no, they, most religious people seem to ignore a lot of their religious texts. Right, right, right. And if, although, and, although I don't know if that's better than actually adhering to them, <laughs> I don't know which is worse, not, not, uh, not reading it all or reading it all and taking it seriously <laughs> right well i think uh, i think we should redact most of it except uh you know the you know the vegan part and uh i guess that's it well thou shalt not kill i don't know i think the whole thing is with religion is if it were just you know be vegan thou shalt not kill and do unto others um you wouldn't need i i mean you wouldn't be able to raise all that money to to 
buy all the fancy hats that everybody wears at the Vatican. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like just so. Uh... That's funny that you say that because I was I was just gonna say you know, well, I mean, you know, I'm you know I'm a, I'm a struggling writer, so you know I'm I welcome controversy. So I mean, you know, fuck. Fuck uh, Islam, fuck Judaism, fuck Catholicism, fuck all of it. Are we still saying, can we still say fuck on the show again? Now? Um, well, you just did, and... Uh, About five I'm, times. I'm not, I'm not redacting, so, uh, <laughs> you know, I, and, you know, it's, it's, it's strange. I will not say that. I will not say that on the air. I will not say other words on the... Uh, because of my background in traditional broadcasting, where that would have been... You know, that would have gotten your license uh, removed uh, back in the day when I was in terrestrial radio. So, I mean, the that was like the, the I'm main I'm extraterrestrial all the way, man. Extra ter- who would have known that they'd be called uh, terrestrial, you know? So, um, so let's uh, go through a little of uh, the story here. Um, I thought it was interesting that you were off uh, in the mountains and got a phone call out of the blue you want to talk a little bit about uh what we yeah doing? um forgive me i got a i got a sort of walk on vegan non uh non-animal based eggshells um and there are many of them right now that yeah which you can walk so the, you know vegan egg and just a lot of other, oh yeah. so it's gotten so good now it's there's no excuse whatsoever Mm-hmm. Not to be vegan. It's it's so so simple and so the right yes, thing and so necessary. Yes. And so basic. So so yeah, I was uh, I was up in the mountains in the L.A. area one night, and I I got a call from a blocked number, and this was years and years ago. I'm I'm I can't really say exactly when it was, but. Uh, I I picked up the phone and somebody that I had uh, that I had uh, spent some time with the prior week called and said that they they wanted me to come meet them uh, at the bottom of the mountain immediately and I went down and the the story is is chronologically weird for for various reasons but uh, so so basically. The week before, I had gone with this person, whom I knew from, uh, knew of from, you know, seeing them at protests and this and that. Um, and we actually went. Uh, they showed me. We went for a walk, and they showed me a sort of hidden in plain sight uh, vivisection uh, storage, like a vivarium where they keep the animals. And so uh, a week, and we just we just went to check it out. And, you know, I didn't know what any, if anything was going to come from it or what. But then I, a week later, so I, I get the call and to come down the mountain, I'm freaking out. You know, is this person uh, an undercover cop? You know, exactly. I found that, uh, that's, that section really interesting because, I mean, here you are, you know, you're going to do some secret activity and then in the back of your mind must lurk like is this an infiltrator you know an undercover person somebody from the FBI who's going to bust you for agreeing to do something I mean I hey. uh, you know that uh, seem to be some natural places to uh, you know 
think. Absolutely. I, I that was certainly a concern. I you know I had I had met with them the previous week out of the uh, out of nowhere, like I said, randomly from what I knew. They might have been they might have been looking for me or or you know approached me on on purpose to go to go sort of test my metal and see about you know if I might be interested in helping in this which is sort of what happened and I just got the impression that they were trustworthy I don't recommend it you know don't try this at home unless you really trust some the person I I don't think my story is necessarily the best uh, sort of guideline to follow if you're going to do this sort of thing. Not that I would recommend it, um, but but for my, for my situation, it was the situation that was presented to me, and I evaluated it on its, on its own merits, on, on, you know, what, on my instinct and, and how and, and really what it came down to is that I had to try to help do something. And if that meant risking uh, getting swarmed by FBI agents when I met that person down at the bottom of the mountain, then that was the risk I was going to take. But luckily, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. And I met up with the person, and uh, you know, I said, "What, what the, what the hell's going on? You know, what, what is this? You know?" And they're like, "Come on, come on, Jan, what do you think?" And I'm like, mm, "No." Not gonna guess. Not gonna. Not gonna try and. I wasn't gonna um, allow myself to hope that they would have liberated uh, any anybody. And then so I went to their. Uh, I went and looked in the back of their car, and there were, it was filled with uh, rat cages. And it turns out there were about sixty rats that they liberated from this uh, from this laboratory. Um, uh, you know, vivarium animal storage. Uh, facility for a for a at a vivisection, you know, lab uh, facility, and I'm I, I can't even. It, it's difficult, certainly in words. Hopefully, I did a better job in writing to describe what it was like when I saw all those little pink noses jutting up from the cages and all that all that energy and life that had just been granted asylum. You know, they were they were on their way to to God knows what kind. Of of horrific torture and cruelty and death mm-hmm. and just to to see them free and to hold hold them for the first time and to know that this is this is that that that's the first time in their poor meager little existences covered in filth fed uh, dog food just absolutely disgracefully kept conditions and to 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 hold them and to let them run around on on the you know on a bed and know that this is their first their first time running free their first time you know um feeling feeling anything other than cruelty from a human's touch and there's something profoundly powerful and even life-changing in that moment and i, uh, I tried uh, to cel- capture that it. was like celebrating the uh the, the joy of liberation as was that yeah the... absolutely there's nothing nothing could possibly compare or or describe 
you know. And just... at, at the same time, were you thinking like, well, you know, we we've saved sixty rats, and what about the millions of others? Like, what, uh, you know, what what goes into that thinking? Is it like, well, every life matters, so we save sixty, but you know, I mean, it it can't be. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is a joyful moment, and you celebrate for them. But for me, it's like, what about everybody else? You know. Yeah, but absolutely. But it ha it has to start somewhere, and I think there's something there's something dramatically um, dramatically powerful and poignant and meaningful in risking things for oppressed individuals in taking action to help save them and no matter which way no matter how you slice there 60 more 60 rats in the world happy and free is always going to be better than 60 those 60 rats miserable and you know enslaved and tortured essentially and at, at that time were you worried about uh, the uh, illegality that you could be discovered with and and the problem is that animals are considered uh, property you know so, yeah uh, that's um, really really one of the basic problems is that animals are property so there you were with stolen property right? yeah um, I talk about this in the article if I'm not mistaken but I I did undercover stockyard investigations, a, a bunch of them, uh, back in college, and I also did some illegal j transportation of other substance, of marijuana. You know, I did prison time for it. It's no secret. So basically, I have I have developed or found a switch inside me that I can just turn off and. I become almost dead inside and nothing nothing that I see really really reaches my heart. I sort of, you know, create this wall around my around my emotions, this anesthetize myself in order to get the job done because that's what you have to do. That's the only way to do it if you if you have any kind of conscience or compassion. So you had uh some some people rescued the rats from a vivisection uh, lab or storage facility, and then did they uh, just know that they could drive to where you were and you'd come down and take them? I mean, was that uh, an assumption on their part or? Uh... Um, no. Uh, I mean, half and half. I'd say, I'd say it was like there was an unspoken agreement, you know, that I would that I would help in any way I could. And I guess that they decided that that was the way that I could best help. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. <laughs> so there you are, you're given the 60 rats. Uh, then what? It's like, now what? <laughs> now what? Now what? No kidding. Doing? No kidding. And yeah. that was, that was a rude awakening. Um, I, I took them to a sympathetic veterinarian who checked them out and, and made sure they were all, you know, healthy and, and, you know, good, good to go. And, uh, slowly but surely, um, my girlfriend and I, uh, 
adopted them out, found found homes for them. Wait, wait, wait a second, please. Oh, the, the, girlfriend. The, 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 no, just wait. Not girl. Girlfriend is like too uh, too um, gender identifying. So. Um, you know what I mean? Like, Are you mocking my article? No, no, no. I'm just saying girlfriend, you know, <laughs> the pronoun thing, you know, it's like, so I'm just saying your friend, uh, your person friend. Who, go ahead. who was a, who your, was your, a your, cisgendered girl. Okay. Your person so friend. Okay. Go, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. All right. You're going to get in trouble, man. I, 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 I already I, am. I'm, I'm, dude, I need the fucking controversy. <laughs> <laughs> I need the attention. You know right, need I, I need to sell tickets to reggae festivals. That's right. Okay. All right, so, well, okay. Let's, let's play. Let's play. Right. Who can be more offensive than <laughs> one of us? Surely, surely one of us can catch some heat for it. Yeah. Okay. Something. Well, so far, so good. So I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. I'll, I'll try not to interrupt uh, too much. Uh, too much. Too much. <laughs> uh, I you. I forgot the question. Well, you, well, you, you were talking about your girlfriend, so you must remember. Oh, something. oh, uh, there's no reason to. Uh, she helps me with with them. Uh, there's no reason to talk about her any more than that. Mm-hmm. Just my girlfriend at the time was was help really really helped a ton immensely. Probably did just as much or more than I did, and in terms of afterwards she never she never knew about it until until the article came out so and and i i mean you mentioned at the opening that we've been friends for a long time you remember some of those rats those rats that i quote unquote rescued from the from the southern california fires all this all that time you know you're playing you're you're they're they're running on your shoulders you know, on your lap and on your shoulder and stuff, and right. you see him for you see him for a couple of years. Every time you see me and my girlfriend, and all this time, you you know. Uh huh. And and uh, the, the, what do you think was going through my head on where they, you know, from where they? Uh, I cannot possibly right. even try to put myself in your head. I would never do that to myself. Don't don't try. <laughs> so you know, I mean, I. Uh... Um, so, I, so I already I already cry enough as it is. I mean, mm-hmm. so <laughs> ooh, ooh, I think I heard a bit of pain in that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I'm I'm saying yes. I we would hang out and I'd hang out with the the rats too, and you know they'd be on my lap and you know we had a a great time together. But I never asked really specifically about anything. But. Um, I don't know. I guess, no, I, guess I could have guessed a few things that's in my, good. Yeah. you know, or could have. Yeah, you don't need to. Though. You don't need to though. I don't, yeah. No right. Need. I don't need. Right. I don't need to know. I don't ask questions. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Let me let me actually put this out there since we since we're sort of on this topic. Um, if 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 anybody if any you know animal rights activists suspect any of their friends being involved in anything illegal or they they know or they think they know or they heard something just don't talk about it it's it's you're you're basically doing the the feds work for them um don't speculate on if some if you think somebody might be involved in illegal activity don't dry snitch on them that's dry snitching you know when when you sort of speculate on what they might be involved in that's that's just not good and it's something we should and I'm guilty of it too. I've I've done it in the past, and I learned. You know, I had to learn by making the mistake. So it would all. I think we would all be better off as a as a sort of collective, with 
the animal rights movement if if we didn't worry about who was doing what and speculate on who might be doing illegal things or not, you know? Well, and, uh, and I, uh, I, I never asked any questions, and, you know... I and I never told you no lies. And you didn't tell me any lies, but, you know, I have... I, 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 I can invent stories in my head, too, about things, but, you know, um, and you can invent stories in your head. And I think that I found that to be part of maybe, you know, one of the most interesting parts of the article is that it was you um, convincing yourself, like creating a lie and then convincing yourself that, you know, from where they came like it, it was interesting like the layers of the fires and and the rescue plays and they could you know is actually it's kind of humorous that part you know huh. do you remember your article at all or am i yeah, yeah i okay. do actually <laughs> but that, no i have i have it in front of me but that, yeah that, that, I, was I, part, that was one of my maybe that, that's my favorite part of it is that you know that uh you know that you had to convince yourself and it's interesting the the layers of lies, you know, of, you know, layers self -delusion, of self-deception, self-delusion. Self self so to, to where you finally come around to believe your own, you know, your own fabrication. Yeah. So, um, and I thought that was really interesting how, uh, yeah, that's right. Of course, the shelter wouldn't have room for 60 more rats. And they had so many animals come in that, yeah, 60 rats had to leave. <laughs> I mean, From the, like, yeah, I, I, I sort of, uh, timed up the sudden influx of, of five dozen rats into my life <laughs> with the huge amount of wildfires that have been taking place around California in the last decade or so. Who knows? I don't know how long it's been now, but yeah. Um, you sort of, you know, it's, it's one of the things I actually try and explore a lot in my writing. It's definitely a, a significant aspect of, of my prison memoir, Rebel Hell, um, is 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 sort of the stories we tell ourselves, whether consciously or unconsciously, in order to survive and stay sane in this stupendously fucked up, disgusting, despicable society. And as a writer, I I try to go to the very farthest edges of of sort of the psyche and you know explore all the sort of hidden you know um you know the dark the dark corners of the human heart as i like to say when i'm being pretentious apparently which is why i'm talking like this apparently that's a pretentious voice um but but yeah i mean i think we all we all sort of tell ourselves stories whether whether consciously or not to to help us deal you know things are going to be okay you know this this will save us that'll save us mm -hmm. we're everybody's everybody's telling themselves a story to some degree or another i just i just am very conscious of it and it's one of the things i explore right so that, was, uh, that was particularly what was it i guess there's a section here I don't know. Do you want to read it? Do I want to read it? I don't know. It says, you know, also decided it'd be extremely wise uh, to come as close as possible to literally convincing myself 
that the rats who really actually did come from a shelter overwhelmed by the very real wildfires, best to literally construct a detailed false narrative in my head and insist that my brain incorporate this, this false reality as fact, um, then urge it to cannibalize uh, the real memories. Oh, that's inter an interesting part of it. So the false narrative cannibalizes the real memories, huh? If you say so. You no, you said so. You said so. Uh, then I'm then I stand behind it 100%. <laughs> okay. All right. And I will I will fight to the death for my right to say whatever it is that I just said I said. Okay. And you also said the real fake story about going to some rural shelter in Central Valley Kern County or whatever um stopping in on a uh, whim stumbling upon five dozen rats whose uh, uh rodent rescuing widower guardian lost his house and was uh, facing an indeterminate hospitalization for uh, smoke inhalation well wow, so you're really creating a scenario uh, in your uh, in your head to uh, I guess what so that you could tell other people that whom you wanted to uh, adopt the rats uh, you know. yes and so that I would hopefully sort of sort of actually start to believe it in some respect at least or at least be able to come off convincingly that that was the story um you know i did i it's the same it's the same sort of thing with uh with when i was in prison and and you know you just i i feel like i guess maybe maybe it's for me it's more more of a a, a stronger sort of more more well used tool in my mental toolbox but as a storyteller you know i'm always i'm always thinking of of you know ways that i can you know uh incorporate um fiction wait sorry i lost my other uh, thread i'm i'm just always trying to think about ways that i can uh get people to understand i guess the sort of uh I guess I'm going to say mental and emotional sort of pretzel-like twisting that it takes to live a false life and and how I you know I didn't have time in this article but in in the prison memoir I actually delve into the potential psychological effects of of uh telling yourself these stories like for example when I was trafficking the marijuana, uh, there was there was no nervousness whatsoever because I had convinced myself that there that I was just driving to uh, to Pennsylvania to visit family and I didn't have any marijuana on board, you know. And I the story that I had planned to tell the police if I was pulled over, and indeed that I eventually did tell the police when I was pulled over eventually. Um, that I could tell it in a in a convincing manner, and so it's like maybe it's because I'm because I'm a writer and that is like my fundamental most basic sort of identity as a human being. Um, maybe that's why I'm I'm more uh, inclined to this. But I also I also think it's because I sort of have done a lot of things sort of on on the fringes of of society and on you know sort of good taste and different things like that. 
Uh, uh, officer, I have no idea how all that marijuana got here. Uh, there were fires in California. <laughs> I had to rescue the 60 pounds. <laughs> oh, that's... I had to raise money to for food for 60 rats. Um, right. And, and, you know, people are going to, many people uh, are going to think like, Rats, you know, like rats are, you know, they're called vermin, right? They're, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, rats, like you, you actually saw their personalities and individualities and emotions. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so. Um, it was, it was, it was remarkable, Bob. I mean, there was just, just provide a few, I don't know, it's concrete example. There was this. Some of the so we had two cages of uh, that we ended up keeping of uh, three girls and two boys. The sexed cages. Oh, there's that gender thing again. Sex cages. Set we keep them separate, obviously. Um, and the girls like to have uh, besides a water bottle, like an actual dish of water. And I was watching them, and one day. Uh, I noticed that Hasip Satsuki, <laughs> the young young girl, was um, she didn't like to drink out of the water bottle. She would cup her hand and fill it with water in the bowl from the bowl, and and bring the the her hand up to her mouth, uh, uh, like as if you know were a, a person at, at a, a hose or or you know water fountain, mm-hmm. cupping it in their hand, and then she would drink it from her hand, and then dip another handful in and drink that. It was is so adorable and and they just each had have their own unique personal personalities and they're so funny and and adorable and just goofy and and just they make wonderful companions and i never i never knew that i mean i i cared about them and respected them as individuals obviously i'd never hung out with the rat before the liberation though so obviously I cared about them, but I never actually knew them as individuals. I'd never got to know one, and since then I've 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 always had rats, and and I never want to, you know, I always want to want to have rats. I love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just so, great, uh, great little pe- little little people. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 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 uh it's kind of ironic. Uh, you know, rats. You you mentioned the vermin thing. You know, rats, they can, you know, they ca- carried the uh, bubonic plague, right? But that's not so bad when you consider that humans are an actual plague. We are the plague. Rats just carry it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, so I, I said the, that the article uh, actually made me uh, LOL with the, mm-hmm. uh, with the name from the Gmail spam. But it also made me cry. Oh, you big softy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when did I cry? Mm, probably when you woke up. Well, <laughs> oh, you mean reading the article? Yeah, reading the article. Oh, uh, I would guess uh, when I first saw them, either, or maybe as I as I got to know them, or maybe... or, or or maybe maybe when I. Uh, when I just absolutely lost my shit and was completely overwhelmed with caring for these 60 rats the day after the liberation and I was completely alone. I, I couldn't tell anyone. I couldn't, I, there was no one to help me take care of them and I just 
had a essentially a nervous breakdown, yeah. and did, did, that you, was you, really did you also dri- you, you did drive through a um, like there was a police uh, what a sobriety uh, check or sobriety something? check yeah yeah, yeah I, I uh, well no I I approached one of those with with the rats in the car, um, but I don't think I went through it. I went around it. Oh, I believe so. I thought I thought you were talking to one of the officers, saying like I'm. I just went to a shelter with the, or maybe you were creating it in your head again. What you were going to tell? Uh, yeah. No, I haven't had anything. See what to I mean? Drink. I'm damaging my brain with all these stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't had anything what to I... drink, and these rats. Two well, for your the widower, people. The widower had smoke inhalation, and now I have these rats. Have a nice day, officer. So, um, so I, I cried when, uh, oh, tell me who it was who, when he was dying. Um, oh, Ronnie. Yeah. No, no, sorry, Rod. Rod Coratnado. Yes. Um, right, redacted real name. Go ahead. He, uh, he, uh, he was dying and, uh, or he was really sick and my girlfriend, Rachel, um, uh, I had to go to work that day and she carried him with her uh, all day. Like, you know, when she went to go drive somewhere, she'd have him in her pocket or on her lap, just uh, sort of just so he'd be with her. And later in the evening, he was lying in a, in a pile of blankets on the couch and she was sitting on the other side, just uh, watching, watching a movie or something. And uh, little Rod jumped down and 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 onto the from the blankets onto the couch and sort of slowly you know sort of struggled his way over to uh Rachel's lap and she said oh look babe maybe maybe he's getting you know maybe he's feeling a little better and then he basically went up and sort of nuzzled her hand and then he collapsed and and you know, was was having difficulty breathing, and we rushed to the uh, to the vet. But he died on the way, and we we both knew that that was him saying goodbye. That 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 was him saying, you know, thank you for watching out for me, and thank you for showing me what love was, and saying goodbye to us because he knew he was about to die. Right, so and that, that goes, he, he, he wasn't walking, he wasn't active, but just before he was going, not to die, not the whole day, he came over to her lap too. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, and, and he was having trouble even walking, let alone he uh, he sort of jumped or, or climbed, you know, climbed his way up onto her lap. So he he expended not a small amount of effort to get there, and I can't even imagine what that, how hard that must have been, because he was struggling to breathe and everything um so that that showed us right there that you know this it's it's all worth it all the all the difficulty all the emotional and psychological you know sorrow it's worth it even if we can just even if we can save one life Mm. isn't one life worth a little bit of suffering on our part on our part just one life. Yeah. yeah. It's worth it. Now, but, you know, we also, people should consider the consequences of what could happen to them for engaging in, in any of this. And, um, you know, uh, 
things could go wrong and one could wind up uh, in serious legal trouble, uh, facing a lot of financial hardship, jail time, etc. And, uh, you know, that's uh, one of the possibilities. So things should be, you know, the consequences need to be considered. And, <clears throat> I, you know, I, I don't know, like... I think that in my uh, elder years here, um, I'm I'm coming around to believing, you know, I really want to be dedicated to uh, vegan activism as what what can really save save the many, um, and I you know haven't really seen that as part of whatever animal rights uh, movement there's been, you know. So I feel like uh, there does need to be a uh, a vegan movement where we're, you know, urging people not to eat animals, not to wear animals, and not to use them for any purpose, which would be uh, include vivisection. Um, and I'm I'm actually troubled that one of the largest anti-vivisection uh, organizations is not really vocal about being vegan when theoretically so much experimentation is being conducted to find the cures to really diseases of eating, diseases right. of eating meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. I mean... That and, would... and the pollution they cause. Right, and the, pollu right, and the pollution, exactly. Uh, and the, uh, not to mention the antibiotic resistance that grows and grows and grows with every you know, hamburger that's passed. Yes. Yeah. All, all, all of that. So, um, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at how, how can we save the most animals? But, you know, I, that is disturbing that this one, uh, anti-vivisection group, which, you know, it seems like the people who are running it are vegan, but they don't encourage people to be vegan in their presentations and all. And it's really, uh, I think that's bothersome. So uh, I wish I wish everyone would definitely. That's it. And then also lately, I don't know. Sometimes it seems like the the rescue is really and and talking in terms of uh, direct action everywhere. Where rescuing animals sometimes I feel like the animals become props for fundraising. Um, you know, it's very. Um, you know, it pulls at the heartstrings to see one animal. You know, when when we you know when we think like, oh, seven billion chickens, you know, murdered this year. We we can't even fathom the, you know, the the numbers. But then when we see one, you know, we have sympathy. And um, I've seen you know that they've engaged in some of these open rescues and uh, bring a lot of attention to themselves but do not promote going vegan and are actually, I believe, anti-vegan in the message. And in fact, with um, the Animal's Voice magazine, I thought I saw a cover recently, I don't know, that, that talked about uh, boycotting veganism as a you know, topic, in, uh, which is part of what I've seen with uh, Direct Action Everywhere. Um, which has gotten a lot of attention, Glenn Greenwald writing about it, but, you know, but vague slogans and, like, the most important action, I think, right now is encourage, encouraging everyone to go vegan uh, as the only solution for climate catastrophe, um, for you know, 
climate change and deforestation and um, you know I've, I've, I've discussed this um, study that was released fairly recently from Oxford University and Joseph Poor and he's talking about the only way to reverse uh, the mass extinction uh, would be going vegan like all the, all the leading climate specialists uh, talk about going vegan as uh, the only solution although you and I sometimes wonder maybe Maybe extinction would be a good thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly wouldn't hurt. Uh, actually, no. It would. It would be the greatest thing that's ever happened to this planet, <laughs> and every every single animal on it. For humans to go extinct, there there are some correct, human, yes. Human extinct. So I mean, like that doesn't mean like let's let's drop the big one now, nuke everybody, you know. But speak for yourself. <laughs> Just I, kidding. I, I, uh, no, I want I want us to uh, just stop reproducing, take care of the children who were here, and you know maybe not have kids for several generations, and and let the planet regenerate and the animals come back from the brink of extinction. Um, you know we're 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 one species taking up you know. 70% or something of the of the livable land uh, mass of the planet mostly for animal agriculture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we there the terrestrial vertebrate biomass is it's like 98% humans or their livestock or their, you know, the property animals so called. Um, and then Two percent, if that is left over for all the other nine million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine species, mm-hmm. give or take. So, um, jo- you know, this, am I on the speakerphone there or something? Because I think it no, might be, no, okay. Um, so Joseph Poor in the study from Oxford University said that. Uh, going vegan would be transformational and would free the area the size of Africa for reforestation and you know restoration of species I mean that's uh, that's how impactful it would be and I think that's really an, an important message and we shouldn't be diverted from oh. you know uh, what it is so what it is what indeed it is yeah that is that is stunning Yes, and, and you know it, it's in the last you know dozen years or so that that I've been really active and that we've known each other. Hasn't it come such a long way from uh, from just you know sort of here's what's going to happen by 2050 or something to like go fucking vegan now, you idiots? Right. Well, yeah. Uh, of course, I don't use that. Uh, word. Uh, I do. That's okay. Idiot. I'll use. I'll use it enough for you. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So. Um, what else? Uh, what else is going on? Did we cover the article? Anything else you wanted to mention or uh, discuss today? Um. Just that I'd love for people to support this this uh, this article. In the Animals Voice magazine, you can go to uh, my website at www.jansmitovich.com. That's J-A-N-S-M-I-T-O-W-I-C-Z.com. And uh, all the links are on there. And 
if people like the article or want to help support me, uh, the best way to do that is to check out my prison memoir because it is pretty damn great. <laughs> so and, and so the books mention the the book titles again. Uh, yeah, my my most recent book is is Rebel Hell: Disabled Vegan Goes to Prison, and my other uh, novel or other sorry book in paperback is my uh, first novel published, uh, Orange Rain, which is uh, sort of a post Vietnam uh, revenge on Monsanto political thriller. Right. Okay. And all that stuff's on my website. Please support vegan creative endeavors. Vegan creative endeavors. Yeah. Like Reggae Vegan Fest. ReggaeVeganFest.com. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Okay. Are you going to make it down for any of them to uh, see us in L.A. or San Diego? I, I can't try. It's my knees are so messed up it's really hard it's gotten really hard for me to travel i would so love to but i just i don't know i would love to but it's 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 difficult for me to travel luckily i'm a writer so i mean i can just do that in bed <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah okay well maybe we'll have one in uh, northern california soon so you won't have that far to travel so that works yeah well thanks for talking to us again jan i really appreciate it and it's a thank you very good interesting sir. article so thank check you. it out yeah. welcome back to the uh vegan airwaves as it were it's uh, great to be back it's it's like uh falling off a bike all over again you know just right right back in the groove or, or something so right smack <laughs> on your face right, right out the right gate smack on my face immediately so yep Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll talk again soon. All right. Take care. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Go vegan. Go vegan. Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. GoVeganRadio.com and Twitter at GoVeganRadio. Face. Um, sorry, I'm distracted here by trying to keep my screens together. So Facebook, yeah, please like the Reggae Vegan Fest page and the website to buy tickets. ReggaeVeganFest.com. Sunday, July 21st in San Diego, the greatest day of music ever experienced in San Diego. And then Sunday, September 15th in L.A., uh, we'll be announcing the lineup shortly. But I promise the greatest day of music ever experienced in L.A. also, because, you know, we're, uh, we have high standards and, uh, 
Yeah, we have to keep consistent. So, um, oh, Jan wanted me to mention how you could get a hold of his books, uh, this being the two-year anniversary of publishing vegan his uh, vegan prison um, memoir, uh, Rebel Hell, Disabled Vegan Goes to Prison, and it encourage you to uh, go and get a copy on... Um, you know something? I don't want to promote uh, these people anymore. Um, yeah, I, you know, so anyway, he says you can get a copy on something that, let's just say it rhymes with uh, Shmamazon, okay? Uh, Shmamazon, CIA-controlled, richest, you know, horrible to its workers. Why would I encourage you to get something from some place like uh, that? Um, but I guess he says it's available. I, I don't even want... It's Shmamazon, okay? If you want it, you can go to something that rhymes with Shmamazon. Uh, paperback, uh, any device, whatever. Um, okay, if you're in the U.S., uh, each copy signed and personalized for just $12. All this information as at, is at uh, jansmatovich.com. And don't worry, I will spell it for you. J-A-N-S-M-I-T-O-W-I-C-Z dot com. You would have never guessed the W-I-C-Z. Um, okay, JanSmitovich.com. Um, I need to be raising money for uh, this year radio show and uh, the events that we produce so it's really important oh as i mentioned our our consultants are saying we do need to cash in you know i mean these are it's you know big money if you have a campaign somehow associated with trump right so um so um i've been told go vegan radio needs one so i guess what our campaign will be is uh, president trump Dump fast food from the White House menu for visiting college champion athletes. Um, I don't know if any will that fit on a uh, <laughs> will that fit on a uh, protest sign somewhere? President Trump dump fast food from the White House menu for visiting college champion athletes. It's a start, right? What do you think? It's a great campaign. Admit it. Donate to Go Vegan Radio right now. GoVeganRadio.com. Find the donate button. We need every every penny we can get to support our new campaign. President Trump dump fast food from the White House menu for visiting college champion athletes. Um, and... Uh, and so it comes to that, yes, we need to build a wall. That's right. Go Vegan Radio comes out in support of a wall around every slashed food restaurant within 100 miles of the White House so that we can, you know, like, yeah, this, this supports our new campaign to dump uh, slashed food, fast food from the White House menu. So, um, yeah, we want to build a wall, 
around all of them, uh, around, you know, every slash food restaurant within 100 miles of the White House. Or should we call it the White Castle House now, huh? With all that fast food there? It's, it's turned into the White Castle House. Hmm? So, um, <laughs> uh, I shouldn't say this, but in my ignorance is bliss youth, I actually won a White Castle hamburger eating contest. I ate 30 hamburgers uh, at one time. Um, and I'm really not proud of it. You know, actually, I'm surprised I survived it. But, uh, I don't know. It was, uh, yeah, pretty amazing. So, um, I wasn't considering what I was doing. I was 16 years old, okay? Wouldn't you think that by about the 21st or 22nd hamburger that I was eating, I would think, like, you know, what is this in my mouth? Or what am I eating? Or, like, whom am I eating? What? Well, it's a cadaver. It's a decomposing, you know, corpse. What? <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. So I went all the way to number 30. So please donate to Go Vegan Radio so we can prevent other 16-year-olds from doing what I did. Um, we want to build a wall around every McDevils, Murder King, When Dies, Kills Jr., Jack the Ripper in a Box, every Kentucky Dyed Chicken, Up Chuck E. Cheese, every Skin and Snout, Skin and Snout. That's what a hamburger is all about. Um, so, please, we want to build a wall. Help us. Donate to Go Vegan Radio right now. Um, and, uh, you know, like, what, what can I say other than um, this is obvious collusion, isn't it? Fast food at the White House, slash food at the White House is Trump collusion with the meat and dairy industries. Is it not obvious? Is the collusion not obvious? The obstruction of the justice, of the truth, of knowing that uh, these kids are on their way to heart disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes? Is Trump fit for office feeding fast food to young people knowing that there is no health care plan that can handle their heart disease, cancer, stroke, and diabetes coming their way? from what's on the White House menu, I ask you. And then, um, but I'm, I don't know, really, maybe maybe it's not right to accuse Trump of, uh, of such collusion uh, when there's always mercy for animals. Um, here, wait, my screen went blank. Let me see. Um, that's right. I can accuse a so-called... See, the, the propaganda is, uh, is very strong. The propaganda is... Uh, let's see here. Is this the right... Well, propaganda is required now by federal law, so there's no reason to expect your fake animal rights group to do anything but shovel propaganda at you. And... Um, Talk about collusion. Talk about collusion, huh? So, um, 
Mercedes for animals sellouts. Mercedes for animals. Uh, Mercy for animals. So Ben and Jerry's uh, forms Dairy Advisory Council. I'm getting this from uh, this PR wire. Yeah. PR Newswire. So the president, the president of Mercy for Animals on a Dairy Advisory Council for Ben and Jerry's. Collusion. Collusion. Um, and really, isn't, uh, isn't the, the propaganda that supports, let's say, cage-free eggs all collusion? with the dairy industry um uh, collusion with the dairy industry uh, the co collusion with the chicken industry the egg industry um and propaganda animal rights organizations celebrate every large corporation every grocery switching to cage-free eggs and that means we're cheering for every male chick being ground alive right after birth or suffocated in plastic bags Everyone, every male chick killed, and we celebrate that. Is that not collusion with the industry, propaganda? We're happy. We're happy for cage-free eggs. Look, every male is being killed, ground alive. Every female is having her beak cut off. So, hey, we celebrate that. Um, and, you know, no cage means uh, a, a big shed with maybe... Well, tens of thousands of other birds all crammed together, uh, attacking each other, you know, totally violent situation in a cloud of ammonia, stench, and then they're all killed in the end. And uh, that's our campaign, cage-free eggs. We celebrate it. What propaganda we're, we're at, we're, is shoved down our throats? It's unbelievable. And now Ben and Jerry's forms a Dairy Advisory Council. Company seeks independent expert advice to achieve new long-term vision for values-led dairy sourcing. So, um, and what values would Ben and Jerry's have other than profit motive? Right? Ben and Jerry's? No, it's not not two guys with some nice little family business. This is like Unilever, huge corporation. Ben and Jerry's. Va their values are led by profit motive. All right, let's see here. It says Burlington, Vermont. Ben and Jerry's has convened... Uh, Ben & Jerry's has convened a new Dairy Advisory Council comprised of experts in environmental health, the animal protection movement, Lake Champlain water quality, and organic farming to help the company achieve its newly refined values-led dairy vision. What? Dairy vision? I, I don't know, like blurred, your eyes are blood from, blurred from the mucus from eating dairy. That's dairy vision, you know. What we really need is uh, vegan vision, 2020 vegan vision. If your politicians don't support going vegan, if your politicians aren't vegan themselves, they're part of the problem, they're part of destroying the world. 
The politicians are telling us we only have 12 years. Uh, going vegan is would 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 be a transformation. It would take us to pre-industrial carbon levels. It would free land the size of Africa for reforestation and uh, you know, the, uh, species recovery. I mean, it's like the only thing, the only solution. That's the vision. Sorry, I uh, was distracted by dairy vision. Um, so it says here, yeah, and we all can do it. We, co we can all go vegan today. That's the whole thing. We don't have to depend upon, you know, Ben and Jerry's to save the environment with dairy vision or politicians, you know, or corporations. It's a people's movement to save the world. Well, to save everyone, to save all species. We're, um, Joseph Poor in his study from Oxford University says the only way to stop the current mass extinction is for us all to go vegan. So, all right, Daisy, we'll, it'll be a little while, okay? I understand, baby. Daisy's waking up from a nap. She's going to want to take a little walk. But here, let's, baby, l let's just save the planet for a few more moments, okay? All right, you're vegan for six years. You know, you know what what's going on here. So, anyway, it says, uh, talking about Ben & Jerry's, PR Newswire. The company's vision is that all dairy used by Ben & Jerry's in the manufacture of its products will be sourced from dairy farms which have, first bullet point, thriving and dignified livelihoods for farmers and farm workers. How is that possible? You know... If, if you're in a position where you have to abuse and kill animals, um, I don't know. I just feel like somewhere deep inside the dignity, I don't know. No wonder everybody drinks so heavily, right? Um, all right, so here, Ben and Jerry's is claiming uh, that, uh, you know, it wants to get uh, its products sourced from... Exceptional Animal Welfare Standards for Cows. And you know what exceptional, uh, exceptional Animal Welfare Standards for Cows would be? Soy milk, almond milk, coconut milk, you know, nut milks, dairy milk, you know, non-dairy milks, vegan milks. It's not possible. So it's totally ridiculous. You can't have dairy that doesn't start with rape. Rape is always wrong, right? Rape is always wrong. All dairy starts with rape. Believe the cows. Every time they have a baby, they've been raped. The baby is kidnapped. Her milk goes to Ben and Jerry's. Unilever, big corporation. So, how can there be any exceptional animal welfare standards? when there's rape, kidnapping, and murder. All the babies are killed, all the mothers are killed. This is not possible. It doesn't make sense for anybody from an animal protection organization like Mercedes for Animal Sellouts to be on an advisory board such as this. All right, what else? Uh, so Ben & Jerry's wants products from sources uh, from uh, a flourishing ecosystem um, 
in which uh, feed is grown ecologically without the use of harmful chemicals or GMOs and in a way that protects water resources and promotes biological diversity. And do you see the propaganda here? This is unattainable when dealing with massive numbers of cows. Okay. Farm operations acting as a net carbon sink. Huh? Really? Cows, cows burps and farts. Methane. Big, big cause of climate change. Anyway, so it says on here, um, our values-led dairy vision is based on what our fans have a right to expect of us. See, all you have to do as a corporation is just promise stuff like this. Get a few people on your board, you know, pay, give them a few dollars, you know, from uh, a, a reputable uh, animal organization like HSUS or uh, Mercedes for animal sellouts or humane league or you know whomever so what does it say here our values led our values led dairy vision and remember our values are more profit um based on what our fans have a right to expect of us said dave rapaport ben and jerry's global social mission officer um, from this, you know, little company, little, you know, mom and pop, or pop and pop, I guess, Ben and Jerry, right? Uh, we're getting the word <laughs> from the global social mission officer that we're a responsible citizen, um, uh, who continues to say, while we're proud of the progress we've made over the past decade um, in helping farmers build soil health, uh, improve animal welfare, and increase the sustainability of their farms through our industry-leading Caring Dairy Program. Is it a propaganda? Prop care, you know, that's, that doesn't that sound... It's a Caring Dairy. It's okay. You can, you can eat Ben and Jerry's ice cream and say you're, you know, you want to fight global warming. Um, okay, our Caring Daring Program. Um, and then he says... Oh, we know there's, there is still a long way to go in achieving our vision. So, so what's happened over the past decade, huh? Propaganda saying you have caring dairy, and then you turn around and say, whoops, sorry, we have a long way to go, which is what we'll hear uh, a long way down the road when the promises, whatever promises they're supposed to make now, are... Uh, broken <laughs> but as long as they promise huh let's see each member of the dairy advisory council has been chosen for his or her expertise in a certain field and has been encouraged to challenge ben and jerry's assumptions and approach well bring me on the council and uh, i will challenge any animal products okay that's the only way i'll, I'll go on there huh uh, yeah, come on, Ben and Jerry's, invite me on your council, and we'll hear the truth that uh, dairy is not sustainable, and there's no way to do it without rape, kidnapping, and murder of 100% of the animals. So who's on this council? The members are... Let's see, uh, what's it, Dorn Cox, organic farmer and research director of Wolf's Neck Center for Agriculture and the Environment, 
Heather Darby, UVM Extension Professor and Agronomy Specialist, Scott Faber, Environmental Advocate, um, Sarah Fleck, Grass-Based Livestock Production Consultant. Oh, so so these are going to be grass-fed animals. So uh, soil erosion. Um, uh, oh, and grass-based uh, animals produce... Uh, 200 to 400 percent uh, carbon than those of their harshly confined brothers and sisters cousins so another grass-based grass-based livestock production consultant and then who else is on this advisory board gary kajelleran chair of the lake champagne champlain uh, committee and da 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 Leah Garces, president of Mercy for Animals. And if there has ever been an apologist for brutality against animals, um, it is Mercy for Animals, the propagandists extraordinaire, uh, the experts at, you know, the animal betrayal experts here on Ben and Jerry's board. Huh? Uh, let's see. The council's first meeting was held earlier this week. We expect this knowledgeable group of external st uh, stakeholders will keep us focused on our commitments and help us to hold uh, ourselves accountable, said Ben and Jerry's values-led sourcing manager, Cheryl Pinto. Uh... Let's see. We're proud of the work, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love us, love us. Propaganda, propaganda. Um, let me see here. Just wanted to see. So, about Ben and Jerry's. Mom and Pop. I mean, Pop and Pop. Uh, it says here in their public relations release, PR Newswire, as an aspiring social... Oh, okay, about Ben and Jerry's. Wait, I just lost my screen. Come back. Okay. Right. You tell him, Daisy. Freedom of bark. About Ben and Jerry's. As an aspiring social justice company, Ben and Jerry's believes in a, in a greater cause. Can I? Really? I know. Daisy is even like, <laughs> really? Come on. Come on. What? Ben and Jerry's is an aspiring social justice company? If you're an aspiring social justice company, Ben and Jerry's, shut down your operations right now. You're murdering animals. You're involved with rape, kidnap, and murder of, of millions of animals. You're destroying the environment. You're, you're using resources. You're, you're causing climate change. But their public relations release says... Uh, as an aspiring social justice company, Ben and Jerry's believes in a greater calling than simply making a profit for selling its goods. So in a world where everything's a lie, believe the opposite. Remember, this is propaganda. This is P-R-O-P-aganda. Okay? So, as an aspiring social justice company, Ben and Jerry's means... Ben and Jerry's is like the opposite of an aspiring social justice company. 
And when it says Ben and Jerry's believes in a greater calling than uh, simply making a profit, it's basically saying Ben and Jerry's is a greedy company that wants you to believe other things about it so it can make more of a profit, okay? It says the company produces a wide variety of super premium ice cream, yogurt, and sorbet using high-quality ingredients. Um, you know, by the way, also in dairy, you know, you like high-quality ingredients, right? So you get blood and pus in dairy, you get leukemia, you get tuberculosis quite often uh, present in dairy. It's uh, very high quality. Uh, what can I tell you? So, um, and mom and pop, I mean, pop and pop Ben and Jerry's products are distributed in 35 countries in supermarkets, grocery stores, convenience stores, franchise uh, Ben and Jerry's scoop shops, restaurants, and other venues. Yeah, it's a little small Vermont operation, you know, uh, that's a subsidiary of Unilever. Um, and, uh, yeah, Ben and Jerry's and Mercy for Animals. Totally interchangeable. So there you have Mercy for Animals and what we've seen from animal rights groups, the fake animal rights movement over the years in collusion with uh, the meat, dairy, fish, and egg industries. Here we are again, animal rights groups in here, in collusion with the dairy industry. This is collusion and obstruction of justice. Obstruction of justice for animals whose truth needs to be heard. You know, we can't be saying like, oh, Ben and Jerry's highest animal welfare, Mercy for Animals says so. Oh, cage-free chickens, 100% killed, 100% tortured. Propaganda, all lies, fake animal rights movement. But other than that, have a nice day. Should I stop there? Maybe so. Okay, so, um, and also, but no, no justice for people either. Um, dairy is scary. Dairy is scary um, related to uh, tumors, insulin growth factor, growing, growing tumors fast. The insulin growth factor grows baby cows really big, really fast, grows tumors really fast. Where is the social justice for children? Uh, the truth about what's being shoved down their throats that eventually gives them heart disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes. Um, I know the truth is now illegal by federal law, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll keep trying. We'll keep trying. So, uh, and as I said, other than that, have a nice day. And that uh, Reggae Vegan Fests are happy vegan advocacy. I don't think that there'll be a, a booth with Mercy for Animals at the San Diego Reggae Vegan Fest or LA Reggae Vegan Fest, right? So, um, oh, and by the way, the uh, program is not ending now. I'm just uh, stopping my, my rant, and we will uh, hear from Professor Gary Francione coming up next, a uh, talk we had a few weeks ago.
It's Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at GoVeganRadio.com on Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, Twitter at Go Vegan Radio. And uh, tickets um, just went on sale for San Diego Reggae Vegan Fest, July 21st, Sunday, July 21st. Go to ReggaeVeganFest.com. And, uh, okay, well, we're, we're back with doing, doing our radio show, our podcast, whatever this thing is. Um, had a little bit of a break here for a moment, and now it's time, time to get regular again. Although vegans are usually regular, that's usually not the problem. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, our our regular our regular um, commentator is with us here. He's vegan for a long time, so you can be sure Indeed. he's regular too. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> Professor Gary Francione joins us and uh here we go again back with the the radio show and the talk show. So how have you been Gary? It's uh, actually been a while. We we talked a little bit right before Thanksgiving and yes. I said I'm going to get the shows going again regularly and here it is uh some months later, but we did post that show with the Thanksgiving talk that we had that that went up maybe a week or so ago, and now uh, we'll get updated on what's up with life. Um, so we're we're back to doing the show, which is I guess it's kind of like riding a bicycle, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of like uh, ready to fall on my face at any time, as usual here. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> And, and probably will. So I've, I've kind of been out of touch with things. I'll talk to you in a little bit about the great um, San Diego Reggae Vegan Fest and L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest coming up again. Um, and uh, oh, what's been up with me? Not that much. Uh, what's been up with you? I, I haven't really... I don't even know what's going on. You know, I, I tried... And I've been off the social media. i got to get back with that and um, and posting. I think I did one post in my... Now, I, I can't really say it's a hiatus because I've been working on these shows and a, a lot behind the scenes and whatever, but um, I posted one thing during my hiatus, I believe, on Facebook, which was you know, a complaint about Proposition 12 here, the, the prevention of cruelty to farm animals, supposedly. And I did that one post, like I hadn't posted in a while, and I do the one post and it comes back that it was uh, like uh, violating community standards. <laughs> my, my post, which I think it, it either had um, a butcher's knife with the HSUS logo on the handle, or it might have been the little baby chicks who were uh, on a conveyor belt about to be ground alive and i think that proposition 12 would have you believe that they all think it's a it's a sliding pond and they're all yelling yippee there but that was frustrating to me to i I don't like really like being censored i think that's part of what i'm upset about you know the social media and their ability to censor and i you know i come back at one time and it's like you know (laughs) a slap in the face from facebook a slap in the facebook so um, what's you up know, with you? <laughs> what's been happening? I, I've been working on uh, a, a bunch of things. I've been working on various articles. I'm working on a new book on veganism with Gary Steiner at Bucknell University. Um, and and I've actually started getting more involved in the environmental end of things. I, I actually had some hope uh, a few months back that 
the um, the folks involved in efforts like Extinction Rebellion would uh, promote a vegan message that they would. I mean, it was inconceivable to me that I mean, I, it's been inconceivable to me that environmental groups, including the Green Party, haven't adopted a vegan message. So I thought when these supposed radicals came along, we would have a vegan message. Well, I was wrong. And um, if anything, uh, these these efforts are not only not promoting veganism, but they're hostile to veganism. And um, well, well, explain that, explain that you mentioned somebody um, whom I don't know. You said the extinction. It's interesting because on last week's show, I, I brought up the subject of extinction a little bit. But what of, of what are you speaking here? Extinction Rebellion is a um, is a is a, a group. It's somewhat like I, I guess the, the closest analogy would be Occupy. And, um, you know, what's happening is these chapters are springing up everywhere and they're engaging in um, nonviolent civil disobedience uh, and and trying to bring to the public's attention the plight of global warming and, and climate change is a general matter. And they are making demands of the government that the government, you know, inform people about how heinous the situation is. Um, and and the, the, the government basically um, uh, takes steps to decarbonize, etc. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I, I thought, well, you know, this is a bit naive because you know, the government didn't really respond very much when many of us thought that Iraq was a big, you know, was, was a bad idea and that, you know, Syria was a bad idea and that, um, you, you know, the, the, the government, if anything, has become far less responsive than uh, it's been uh, in a long time. If, if, it's ever, ever if it's ever been, or uh, I think to some degree, maybe it was an illusion, but I think they were somewhat more responsive. Yeah, we, we did have that illusion years back. Yeah, and, I mean, in the 1960s, but it's been going downhill from there. And and um, and so I thought, well, this is somewhat naive on these folks' part, um, but at least they'll be promoting veganism. I, I just made that assumption because they were they were supposedly, you know, they weren't. They were, they were criticizing all the mainstream environmental groups for not 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 being constructive and not recognizing the magnitude of the problem and the need to um, respond to that problem in in decisive ways. And um, and I I was really shocked uh, when I found out I was promoting them on my page and 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 then someone said, well, why are you promoting them? They're not promoting veganism. And I. I, I I just made an assumption that they were, and I looked looked into it, and in fact they weren't mentioning veganism at all. And then when I raised it with various people involved with this, I was basically you know told, no, we're not doing that because we we believe that we have to focus on government demands. And I said, yeah, but if the if if y'all aren't willing to change you know what you're eating, um, do you think the government? I, I I'm puzzled as to why you think that the government's going to do something. Um, and what's the government exactly going to do? And if the time is short, really, the only thing that we we can do is go going vegan. Wouldn't wouldn't be if you had a, if the world went vegan, it would probably not be enough, but it would be nearly enough to keep the 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 climate from going over the two degrees or whatever that we're concerned about it going. And um, 
but certainly you, you could say it's not sufficient, but it certainly would be necessary, particularly given that anything else is not, you know, you're not going to get any sort of, I mean, governments, if they act at all, they don't act quickly. And they're not going to act decisively and they're not going to come up with some combination of strategies that's going to work because everything will be will require significant change on the part of individuals in terms of their behavior. And and so I, but I, I was basically told, you know, just stop it. We're not really interested in promoting veganism. And I was shocked at that. And and um, yesterday there was a big student strike. I'm sure there were people doing it in California. They were doing it all over the place. The students walked out yesterday to say that, you know, the future, the adults are not doing anything. We, you know, this is our future. We need, you know, we need something to happen. And the answer is, well, it's just all grand. But if y'all are like, you know, going to leave your demonstrations and go and have your latte and your sustainable grass-fed burger, um, then, you know, you're not really doing anything except engaging in um, – silliness and um and you know i and and it was interesting yesterday i posted a you know people were asking me what i thought of the student strike and i posted something on my facebook page saying um basically uh if you're if you're striking today and you're not promoting vegan and you're not vegan and you're not promoting veganism you're just skipping school (laughs) and um you know, it got some interesting reactions, and um, and some people wrote me some private messages that were really quite um, critical. And um, but it, it, you know, some people sent me messages and and made statements that they agreed. Uh, but you know, it, it's 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 really troubling. I mean, the global warming thing is a serious problem. We don't have much time now. You know, in certain ways. Um, you know, I, I'm in my 60s now, and 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 I mean, I expect to live to be you know 150 because I've been a vegan so long. But but you know, the reality the is dog years. exactly <laughs> the reality is that um, you know, I, I I don't have as much of a stake in things as these young people, and they don't really seem to understand um, that we need to take some dramatic action, some radical action, and very quickly. And the dramatic and the most dramatic and the most radical thing we could do is to, is to is to promote a worldwide vegan movement and 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 to make it clear that you know we this is not a matter of reducitarianism. First of all, the 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 the, the data that we have indicates that reducitarianism reducitarians don't reduce very much. But um, but you know, reducitarianism isn't going to work. Um, and sustainability, you know, this idea of sustainability, you know, we can eat, we can eat animal products that are sustainably raised. I'm not sure what that means if you're the cow who's going to get slaughtered. I don't, I don't know what sustainability means, but, but, um, but putting, putting that, that issue aside, sustainability isn't going to do anything in terms of addressing the climate change problem. There, there's one solution, and that is we've got to have a aggressive, unequivocal, pushed, push towards getting people to see that if they want to survive. I wrote an essay that I pub- published on medium.com this week called Vegan or Die, uh, The Importance of Confronting Climate Change. I honestly believe that. Uh, I mean, putting aside the moral issue, because I believe the moral issue is the primary issue, and it's the thing that's kept me vegan for 36 years, but it's absolutely clear to me that if we don't go vegan, if we don't have a massive transition to veganism, then um, the planet's doomed. And it's really upsetting to, you know, to to see these young people who are just clueless about this. I mean, they just really don't understand that, um, you know, yeah. There's just so much misleading, brainwashing information out there 
But Bob, there's also a lot of clear information out there. I mean, there's also that leaves, that leaves it to us, apparently, you know. But but it but it's 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 corrupt, you know. These environmental groups don't uh, embrace um, the cause of being vegan, and it is the the only solution for the environment in so many ways, including uh, climate change. And it was interesting when you said it was. Uh, Extinction Rebellion. I I wasn't sure if you meant uh, it was a group that's for extinction, which I'm thinking. No, no, no. It's 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 basically you know it, it it's it's basically rebelling against extinction. Okay, because on last week's show, you know, I, I, I've been talking about taking care of uh, an elderly woman who's in really bad shape. My roommate, who's who's 84, she's in constant agony and 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 can't walk and. So basically, she depends on me for everything, and I, you know, I'm thinking like, well, would extinction be so bad for humans after all? Because that's where, you know, we're we're all headed to that. So if indeed, um, you know, maybe extinction would be the best thing. Maybe maybe that war with Russia, you know, with the let's just drop the nukes now, and you know, we'll we'll all be peaceful after that. Maybe maybe I should be encouraging people to eat steak and hamburgers if we want to accelerate extinction you know but um i had a guest on my show a few months ago uh joseph poor from oxford University. yes yes i i met joseph when i was last in england i i i had dinner with joseph yes ah well on this very show on these very airwaves or pod waves or whatever they are um, he said that the only way to to end the uh, massive extinction happening now is for us to go vegan. That it would free up land the size of Africa for reforestation. Um, you know, I, I mean, it, it's just the solution to everything from um, water usage and pollution, uh, resource depletion. I mean, I mean, it, it's the only thing. That really solves everything. I mean, if people are concerned about deforestation, well, uh, the main reason forests are being chopped away is to, to feed animals or have them graze there or grow, you know, grow the feed for them. GMO feed usually, um, soy or corn. But it it is the only solution, and you know, I mean, it's it's left to us to make that clear in in the world of corruption where. You know, Sierra Club is getting money from the meat meat industry. All of these groups are getting donations from, you know, uh, ranchers. So you don't you don't get the clear message, and um, so consequently, they're looking for carbon taxes. You know, real scammy things that'll never do anything. Uh, you know, we'll never get solutions from government or politicians or corporations. Exactly. And it is for us to do. So now, now you got me all riled up. Since this group isn't for extinction, maybe I'm gonna try to get in touch with it again. You know, like like you have to to say like, you know, we have to get real on this because we we love to blame of everyone else. You know, and there's one simple action that we all can take. We we love to blame. Um, you know, pipelines that haven't even been built yet. You know, I mean, it's it's so amazing uh, what's at fault here when it's really what's what's on our plate, and it is the only solution, according to. Oh, so so uh, did um, uh, Joseph Poor have anything enlightening to say? Where where did you meet him then? I met him when I was in London, um, and we had dinner um, in London, and um, it was um, it was a. Uh, 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 we only, you know, we, we we were only together a couple of hours, but it was quite interesting. We had a very uh, good chat about. I mean, he he's 
I, I don't know. Have you actually read the paper that he's produced? Yes. Yeah, I've looked at a lot of his material it's, on his it's, website. It's, mm-hmm. And he makes it clear that our go, you know, that that yeah, we can drive electric cars, and yes, we can limit the number of flights that we take, etc., etc., etc. But um, and I take that that stuff seriously. I mean, you know, I've been I've been most many, not all of them, but most of the conferences I'm asked to speak at, I'm told I'm telling people I'm happy to speak. Um, but I'll speak by Skype because, um, I, you know, it's for the environment. And and um, and so, yeah, I think we ought to cut our flights and I think we ought to uh, uh, stop consuming the amount of petroleum uh, that we you know that we are. You know, yes, we ought to transition to electric cars and things like that and, and drive only when necessary, etc. But the thing that we really need to do is go vegan. Right, and and the transition and, t- transition to a you know a green um, economy would take about thirty trillion dollars, I think, from what I last saw estimated. So you're not going to get thirty trillion from Congress. You know, it's just not it's just not going to happen. The, the only solution is going vegan, and everything else is just uh, you know window dressing, basically. Um, exactly, exactly. And jo- and Joseph, I think you know, makes that clear. Um, I met with him and some other of his colleagues from Oxford, and he um, went vegan as a result of his own study too. Yeah, so. yeah, that's right. And and you know he's an impressive fellow, and he's got a lot of uh, a lot of facts and figures. And um, and and uh, you know we've had a lot, we've had discussions since it was a few months ago, but that we, we've had several discussions since then. Um, and and. Um, you know, I think, but so I think it's absolutely clear. I mean, you know, it, it is his view, and he says the research shows that, uh, and it does from the research he's produced, that going vegan is the single best thing that we can do to uh, address the problem of of environmental insults to the earth. It's the best. You know, it's the it's the single best thing that we can do. Mm-hmm. So the idea that people are having you know protests and saying the government's got to do something and they're not even vegan is uh nonsense it's complete nonsense right. and so and that, uh, was a, that was a five-year study that he did that was just re- you know recently released this is very extensive um and uh of something like forty thousand farms and yeah so uh, i mean even yeah no it's it, I, I think it's ahead. you know even the um you know the, the the vegan foods that use the most energy to produce don't even come close to animal food production. I mean, all the yeah. way around, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, eutrophication, which is, you know, all the algae growing and, and killing all the waters. That, that I mean, everything ends if we go vegan. You know, everything exactly. gets improved exactly. when we go vegan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, indeed. And so I think, you know, it's shocking to me that this Extinction Rebellion, which is basically nothing but... You know the Sierra Club. Um, you know, uh, I mean, it's it's like the Sierra Club. Only they think that they're anarchists, or I don't know what the hell they think they are. But um, but you know, they're 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 posing as radicals, and they're pretending to be radicals. And they're not radicals at all. They're completely reactionary, and they're just they're just following the same reactionary uh, uh, line that the environmental groups have been following for ages. And and um, and so it, it it's you know it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous and it's been very frustrating to me. Right. Uh, the, the the article in the Guardian when when uh, Joseph Poor's study first came out 
The headline says, Avoiding meat and dairy is single biggest way to reduce your impact to reduce your impact on Earth. That's the, that's the headline in the, yep. in the Guardian article. Avoiding meat and dairy is single biggest way to reduce your impact on Earth. So you know, like, get it together, uh, extinction. I thought they were for extinction, and that's why they wouldn't be for going vegan. You know, because so, you know, they're 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 rebelling against the extinction against the extinction that will come as a result of. Of what they're eating, climate of change. Of whom they're eating. Yeah, exactly. What they're eating. Right. And so, I mean, it's it's just appalling. And I've had I've had discussions with people from Extinction Rebellion um, on my here's 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 a, I I had asked I had posted something, um, I had posted something on my page saying I'm confused as to why Extinction Rebellion is is not promoting veganism, and somebody who claimed to be a full-time worker with Extinction Rebellion said he wasn't vegan, and here's his, here's his answer. Extinction Rebellion is using nonviolent direct action to cause political change, to tell the truth and act as if real and uh, as if real and decarbonize the economy by 2025, which will be facilitated by a citizen's assembly. It would be a distraction to make demands of individuals, which is one of the ways politicians and companies have deflected efforts onto the population. I hope this explains. Is well, that the most ridiculous? That last sentence sounded like one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Of course, it's ridiculous. The whole damn thing is ridiculous. And I pointed that out to him, and it started a big discussion. Unfortunately, um, the, the the discussion was going on under a thread that he had, he had posted what I just read to you, and we had a zillion comments. And then he took his own he took his own comment down, which made all of the other comments disappear because um, I think he looked like an idiot. I mean, and, and you know, he, he, he was very ill-informed. He didn't really understand anything about um, about about uh, the relationship of animal agriculture to global global warming. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And um, and so, you know, we, we um, I mean, I, so, so I, 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 I'm very disconcerted by this because you've got a whole generation of young kids and you think that, you know, we could actually make some headway if we could get these kids to, 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 to focus on the fact that they've got to be vegan. And we're not, you know, we're not suggesting that they ought to do that. You know, we're, we're not suggesting that they ought to go vegan. As a matter of fact, in that article in The Guardian, uh, it, it says... Uh, talking about Joseph Poor's research, it says, the new research shows that without meat and dairy consumption, global farmland use could be reduced by more than 75%, an area equivalent to the U.S., China, European Union, and Australia combined, and still feed the world. So, you know, 75% of the land could go, grow trees, you know, grow trees, you know, and... Bob, can we just go on hold for one second? I've got to get Maggie's. Maggie is. She, sure. She's got some sort of abrasion on her paw, and she's licking it constantly. I just got to get Anna to do, deal with it. Hold okay. on a second. Okay. Come on, Maggie. Maggie, come here. Come on, Maggie. Gary's away. I'll still quote from this article here and say uh, from Joseph Poor's article. New analysis shows that while meat and dairy pr uh, provide just 18% of calories and 37% of protein, it uses the vast majority, 83% of farmland, 
and produces 60% of agricultural greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, other recent re research shows 80% um, of all land mammals are now uh, livestock um, or humans. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Uh, so, so that next, uh, the next paragraph there, I was mentioning to people here while you were away. I just said the new analysis shows that while meat and dairy uh, provide just 18% of calories and 37% of protein, uh, it uses the vast majority, 83% of farmland, and produces 60% 60% of agriculture's greenhouse gas emissions. So, you know, if, if you're concerned about climate change, but it, but it's everything. It, it goes beyond just uh, climate change again. It's uh, pollution. It's, it, 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 it's everything. It's everything. It's, it's, it's yeah. every, everything. And, and I, I think, um, I, yeah, so I, when I met with Joseph, when I had dinner with him and some other people from Oxford, and we talked about this. And, and you know, even the people who are, are saying that, you know, I mean, there are some 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 research people at Oxford who are talking about reduce, you know, about reducing our intake of meat, and they're saying that, but the reduction's got to be significant. I mean, it can't be like you know this this vegan before six nonsense or you know or meatless Monday. You know, it's got to be basically approximating nothing. And um, but the reality is, since everybody, you know, you. Even if even if you had a severe reduction, not everyone will 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 participate in a severe reduction in the intake of animal products. So that that, that makes it necessary for a large number of us to actually be vegan to make up for the people who are going to reduce significantly but not cut out completely. But the bottom line is is we ought to be having a movement of people who are going vegan because they oppose violence and they don't want to exploit animals, but because they want to survive and they want their children to have a planet and their grandchildren and there this is only going to be possible if we stop this mindless consumption of animal products it is and so it's absolutely clear to me and it's very disconcerting that you have these groups um that are you know that are that are pretending to be radical and you know, pretending to sort of you know be at the avant-garde of uh, you know these are revolutionary groups. These are these you know these groups are rebelling. What are they rebelling against? You know, what are they rebelling against? They, they they're not even vegan. And you know, so what what is it that they want government to do exactly? You know, and, and it's sort of like well, you know, they so they they all go out on a strike yesterday, and the demand is to, of somebody else. You do something. You know, the point fingers at the government and say, "You do something." You do something. I like well, ketchup. I like ketchup too much. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. I you like mustard. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I you do something. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know drink my latte with my organic milk in my you know and eat my sustainable grass fed burger. Grass fed. Such a nonsense. It's, too. So. It, it's appalling. It's appalling, and that's really upset me a lot because I think. I mean, we are running out of time, and if we keep sitting around with this nonsense, utter nonsense, you know, and and um, you know, yesterday was a, I, I mean, you must, you, I mean, with your responsibilities to your roommate, um, you obviously were not aware that yesterday was this big strike day, and they had Al Gore was on television, you know, yammering away, and and you know, they had, yesterday was a big environmental day, you know. Thousands or hundreds of thousands of kids all over the place were wow. skipping school. 
um, so that they could sort of be radical and then go. I, I, I wish I would have known. I, I would have dusted off my megaphone to bring some truth, you know, to. Yeah, to I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing. It's really it's really disconcerting that that, um, you know, these kids are being fed a line of nonsense and, um, you know, by adult. You know, and, and then um, the new member of con- uh, Congress, AOC, is that what you yes. call AOC? So she goes on um, TV you know, against, you know, she's she's all, you know, against climate change, but she's eating ice cream with, on Colbert. You know what I mean? She's eating a plate of ice cream. And it's like, well, I mean, it's, it's great. Lip yes, service because, is great. Because, you know, it's like, it's just, you know. Yes, but. she's eating a plate of ice. She's eating a plate of ice cream because there was concern that the Green New Deal would, you know, take everybody's steak and ice cream. And she wants to make sure that everybody understands that, no, they won't really have... You know, I mean, this idea that the earth is in horrible shape and that we're running out of time, but we're going to be able to save it without our doing anything as individuals is just such fanciful nonsense. I can't believe that adults believe that stuff. I mean, in certain ways, I understand that the high school students are confused, but the idea that that adults, uh, people who have children, and who want the world to exist for their children and their grandchildren, that they don't understand this is just shocking to me. It's not that the information, yes, there's a lot of nonsense information out there, but there's also a lot of, you know, there's a lot of the information that people like Joseph Plur are putting out. I mean, it's, it's, it's not that it's impossible to find. And yeah, but um, the, the main groups don't support it. The, the Bill McKibbins of the world, the Greenpeaces, the 350.orgs, they... They're they're not embracing the co- the cause. I mean, Bill McKibben was saying like, how dare we take away you know, the people in the third world should ha- we shouldn't take away their pleasure of eating meat. You know what I mean? He's he's just so so far off in 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 the thinking about what's real for the environment. I mean, it's all it's all just the corrupt yeah, show. It's a, just the corrupt. And even show. the green even the Green Party even the Green Party isn't promoting a vegan you know a, a vegan. Agenda. It, it's it's shocking. You know, look. The bottom line, Bob, is it's is, left to um, us. It's, it's left to us. We have to reach as many people as possible. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And which is why I keep, you know, I keep doing it every day. And now I'm just adding environmental stuff. You know, I, I've I've um, been doing a lot of reading. Um, the environmental issue has really not really been has not been a particularly important one for me, except in a very general way because I, I thought, well, you know, we have a moral obligation. But it's absolutely clear. And and that's what's motivated me for several decades. But it's absolutely clear to me that you know the, the science is is crystal clear. We're screwed. Mm-hmm. We've got to go vegan. We've got to basically you know uh, uh, reduce it so severely that it might as well be zero. That you know and 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 that we that this is the direction we've got to go in. And, and everything I, that's wrong with the environment comes from our wrong diet. I mean, it's everything. Exactly. So you go beyond climate change to deforestation, soil erosion, habitat destruction, um, resource depletion, water pollution, air pollution. Everything that's wrong with the environment is is most greatly impacted by um, consumption of meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. And 
you know, that's and, and, and look, and veganism, veganism isn't just a matter of what we eat. I mean, we can talk about a vegan diet and things like that, but veganism isn't just a matter of what we eat. But the bottom line is, is that once people stop eating animal products um, because they realize that there are moral problems or environmental problems, then the other stuff comes more easily. And you wouldn't have a lot of the other stuff. I mean, you wouldn't have, for example, you wouldn't have a lot of animal clothing if you you'd have you still have some, but you wouldn't have a lot of animal clothing if you know you didn't have if you didn't have a meat industry. Um, and as I say, you'd have you'd still continue to have, and, and you know people could conceivably uh, um, raise animals, uh, you know, raise sheep for wool. But basically, the reason you know, I mean, I mean, the 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 economics of raising sheep is is yes, the wool is an important part of that equation, but so is the meat. And, you know, people think that, you know, if they were wearing wool, the animal didn't die for that. What, what nonsense. Of course they do. I mean, they don't, they don't die of old age. And at some point when they're shorn and terrorized, uh, which happens when they're being shorn, um, when they're shorn the last time, it's on the way to the slaughterhouse. So, you know, the economic and the same thing with leather, you know, with, with um, you know, with, with, with leather. Yes, um, leather is in certain ways, uh, one can say it's a byproduct of the meat industry, which it is to some degree. It's also, it's also part of the economics of the meat industry. And so you can't, you know, it's, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's an important part of the economics of, 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 of the, you know, the exploitation of cows. Um, but, um, but, you know, but, but certainly we need to get people to, I, I'd love to see them go vegan completely and stop eating them, wearing them, using them, and not going to any circuses, zoos, or rodeos. But the bottom line is, environmentally, we have to. We don't have a choice. We have to transition to a vegan diet. Mm-hmm. There's no and so, by the world's top climate specialist, that's the it's the only solution. So right, exactly, it's the only it's the only solution. And 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 so we, we need you know, and it's, it it just troubles me greatly. That, you know, I, I talk to intelligent people all the time who say, well, yeah, you know, it's important, but we ought not to discourage people if they're taking baby steps. And the answer is, look, you have an obligation to tell them that the baby steps are going to walk off the cliff. Yeah. And they're adults anyway. What are adults doing taking babies? They're not babies. Exactly. They're not babies well, anyway. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about, and I think you should have Joseph back on the show. And um, I, I will. And, and the next time I would like him to talk in in miles and pounds and you know because he was talking uh, you know language hectares and you know things i you know it's like uh i i i don't understand those those, those metric terms you know so well a hectare is what 2.5 acres right i mean it's, well, is it's it? i don't know so so yeah. something like uh we we would free up three, over 3 billion hectares you know he said, "Like you know, if we went vegan, we'd th- we'd free up 3.1 billion hectares of land." And I'm I'm going, I can't picture that. What does that mean? And he says, "What's well, the the size of Africa?" You know, well, yeah. Oh. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a lot of land, Bob. It's a lot of land. It's like it's three billion times 2.5. Okay, yeah. so it's a lot. I don't know kilometers or cubic centimeters or anything but i'll have him come back and talk in english i guess yeah i I would like and and when you have him when you have him back please please um have us on together i i I really liked him i i I liked him a lot um 
And um, I thought he was a really bright fellow and very engaging. And um, and I think he's uh, you know he's 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 doing what I think is absolutely crucial work. I, 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 yeah, but, I will have him back. And and also you know I'm also uh, as part of the um, well we have uh, San Diego Reggae Vegan Fest and L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest. A uh, big part of the message too is going ITAL. In fact, when you think about it, from what I'm told, the word ITAL surfaced in Jamaica in the 1930s. So even before there was vegan, there was ITAL. I don't know why I'm not saying everybody should go ITAL. But, um, so I'm, I'm also saying that, you know, to save the island nations, to save Jamaica, you know, from rising waters and being submerged, all those, all those musical instruments aren't waterproof, you know, for, for the reggae bands. So, um, you know, there are the elements of saving Jamaica and the island nations uh, by going vegan. And, uh, and people are hearing this for the first time, I was told at the, la- at the, at the first one last year at the uh, L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest, people were telling me, like, you know, people need to hear what's being said today. There's, there's nowhere else where they're, where they're hearing it. So they'll be well, hearing it again at the next events we have. And, uh, and we just put tickets on sale for San Diego Reggae Vegan Fest. With the headliner, Third World, the iconic, legendary reggae band that's been around for 45 years we have third world let me just go through the lineup here for all of the gary francione reggae fans Um, (laughs) so third world uh, is headlining also starring the movement which is a fantastic band and yami bolo and empress akua and prime liberty and lamore and the mystic band and uh, quinto soul and Sensi Trail. So we have like seven bands in nine hours, noon to 9 p.m. on Sunday, July 21st, the first ever San Diego Reggae Vegan Fest. And tickets, the earliest bird tickets just went on sale for 2019. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a great time. Uh, but there will, in addition to uh, the great music and fantastic food, the mind-blowing speakers. We'll be talking about all the animal issues, environmental issues, health, etc. So um, that's why we're doing it. This is still that that vegan vegan activism that seems to be such a part of me, you know. And uh, well, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, speaking of where vegan activism is going, I'm sure you saw the most recent Maybe not. May, don't assume where, I've where seen they, anything they lately. Pope, they offered the Pope a million dollars to go vegan for Lent. What? Ooh, you, Bob, have you been like living in a hole or something or what? What's going well, on? Um, I, 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 don't, I don't watch any of the mainstream news, so I don't know where... I, 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 I um, yes, yes, the... The, 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 um, the business person who started Veganuary... Um, has left Veganuary, and he's now started something called Million Dollar Vegan. It's obscene in my judgment and absurd. And um, they have Genesis Butler, whom I believe uh, you introduced me to at uh, the World Vegan Summit. Was that not the person you... Yeah, did? yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and, v- and yes, Genesis Butler is the spokes uh, child for this. Um, I think there are some serious issues here about about using children in this way but they've got genesis butler on these videos and talking about you know the pope needs to go vegan because it's the right thing to do and jesus would want us to be vegan blah 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 which may very well be true but um uh 
and uh, they offered the Pope a million dollars to go vegan or chair. They offered to give a charity of the Pope's choice. I mean, if the, if that's, the, ch- that's chump change to the Pope. You know, exactly. The, I mean, the, like, the Pope's got a million dollars. Any time the Pope extends his arms anywhere in the Vatican, um, he's touching you know millions millions of, of dollars that well he, it, his his hat alone probably has exactly, enough gold in it exactly, you know? exactly. so so um genesis give me a million dollars and i'll i'll go visit the pope you know? exactly and so genesis butler um uh has been um has been running around uh talking about the pope it's 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 so absurd um that it's you know it's 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 the reality tv you know, Donald Trump is president, and the vegan movement is trying to get the Pope to go vegan for <laughs> million dollars. It, it, it's absurd. Whoa, it's just beyond I, this absurd. is such comedy, though, for me. It's it's com- comedic relief, uh, actually. So, how long has this uh, million dollar Pope thing been going on? Like, well, I guess we're in Lent now, so the Pope didn't take her up on the offer. But um, it was, it, you know, it. it um, maybe, maybe he, maybe he won't budge below a million five. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they were, they were, you know, <laughs> and there was something about she went to the Vatican and she was trying to get her to see him. And I mean, look, it's it's the people from Veganuary just, you know, pimping a different, you know, a different a different thing. Um, and and how uh, do they have a million dollars to give away? I, I, I need a few dollars to pay well, the, you know, the reggae artists here. You know? I guess they've got they've got you know celebrities and whatnot. They've got it funded. They've got they've got some people with money behind them, and they got Paul McCartney, who, as you know, is not a vegan, supporting it. Um, and um, and it's sort of comical, you know. We're asking the Pope, you know, they're asking the Pope to go vegan for Lent. Um, and you know the the the, the first celebrity just for that, Lent, like just yeah 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 to, to go to go vegan just for Lent. Um, and the first celebrity on the list is Paul McCartney, who's not a vegan. It, it's 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 confused on multiple levels. It's 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 just it's nonsense. It's completely can get Paul McCartney to go vegan for Lent. Uh, uh, but Paul McCartney Paul McCartney has been a vegetarian for forty years. I suspect that one of the main problems with Paul McCartney going vegan is that. He still has some involvement. I don't know what it is. Uh, McCartney foods, that McCartney have... foods which are not vegan. I mean, you know, uh, um, I saw something recently. According to according to the Linda McCartney website, seventy eight percent of their foods uh, are not um, are vegan, which um, it leaves twenty two percent not vegan. To, to, it, to give people cancer, like uh, Linda got. It, uh, exactly, exactly. You know, and and, um, and, and oddly so, enough, years ago when I heard Paul McCartney was touring, I, I was told that. Um, that everything had to be vegan for all the, you know, for, for, for everyone working on the concert, you know, like he was insisting on it be vegan. So I assumed that he had gone vegan and then I heard differently, you know, uh, there was a, he was on, a, he was on, a, there was an interview that was posted, um, that was from late 2018 where he says, um, he's not a vegan because he, he still eats cheese or whatever. And, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> So you know, but but uh, I mean, this this is where we're going, Bob. I mean, you know, the animal movement. What's you know what what's going on in the animal movement? Well, you know, the million dollar vegan, and you know, and 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 let's put you know let's let's bribe the Pope with with a million, <laughs> with a million dollars and see if we can go vegan for that. And what are we doing in the environmental movement? We're making demands. We're radical. We're <laughs> 
you know, we're we're going out on strike, we're engaging in civil disobedience, and we're demanding that somebody else do something. Um, <laughs> and, and it's it's absurd. It's totally absurd. Which means, you know, that those of us who labor away doing the grassroots stuff and trying to sort of educate people have to keep doing that because um, they're not going. People aren't going to get the message from the mainstream groups. Their businesses, their businesses, and what their stock and trade is selling out. Whether it's the environmental movement selling out the environment, or whether it's the animal movement selling out the animals, these movements do nothing but sell out. Well, I, and, I, I suddenly feel more of a responsibility now. Um. There you go. There you yeah. go. I mean, look, it's 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 up to a relatively. I mean, it's those of us who. Um, are basically, you, you know how uh, many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches a million dollars could feed to homeless people um, instead of you know giving it to the Pope? Yeah, I mean it's just so, dude, ah, I, I, you know, just uh, so weird offering the Pope a million dollars. You know? Like, yeah, it's it, it's totally nuts. It's it's really totally nuts. But um, you know, but that's that's the new thing from that's the thing from uh from veganuary and um but anyway well bob i've got to go because we've got a uh, we, we've got to to uh, go and get some things for our, our george i think i told you that one of our dogs is having some problems and um and i'm going to get some boz which is an herb that supposedly is very very good for joint movement and um you know to, to you reduce say, it they, they, you broke up a little bit you said the herb was what boswellia b-o-s-w-e-l-l-i and so i'm heading over heading over to the health food store now to get some boswellia because one of our vets said that this might help our george and so i'm going to go get some boswellia but okay. uh, i hope are, i hope you are are sincere about restarting go vegan radio um, we, and here we are today, and where we are today, you, I hope you've inspired I hope. me again uh, to to recognize the unique position we have, where we actually, you know, endorse going vegan for all reasons, which everybody else could and should be doing, but they don't seem to want to. So uh, exactly. So it's left but, up. But you know, but I, I think I think we've got to keep fighting the fight, Bob, because there are very few of us out there who are fighting the fight, and the rest are going out on strike and. And demanding that other people do something, or you know, doing things like well, offering. I'm the... demanding that other people do something too, but uh, yes, but, but I've done it already, so it's not something I would demand right. that I do if I hadn't been doing for 35 years now myself. So uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. This is my 36th year. My 36th year as a vegan, and my my um, my 40. Let's say I've been a vegan vegetarian since 78, and somebody said to me, "Wow, you took." You took baby steps, and I said, "No, actually, that's not true." I said, "I became a vegetarian. I didn't even know what a vegan was." And I, I never heard the word vegan. Right. I, I, I literally had never heard the word vegan, and I thought you would die if you didn't eat some animal protein. It was only in '82 that I learned differently, and then I became a vegan. Um, but I well, became I'm, a. Vegan. I'm embarrassed to, to say how long I was, you know, vegetarian, thinking I was doing something when I now realize that I wasn't. By continuing to consume dairy and eggs but i became vegetarian in 1971 and i went vegan in 1984 when i saw some material about what happens to chickens in the egg industry and you know i mean it was all like hey i'm doing this for the animals so you know it was like overnight 
that I made my change from vegetarian to vegan once I knew because, uh, you know, there's that brainwashing that goes on where it's, well, cows have to get milk, don't they? And uh, chickens Ooh. lay eggs and what, what happens to them and good protein. And, you know, there you are. You're totally brainwashed. For, for me, it was 13 I, I became, years. Became a vegan. I became a vegan on the day that I learned that I heard first heard the word. I, I became a vegan on the day that I first heard the word. I was unaware. Uh, I became were. a vegan before, but, but, I, before I heard the word. So that, it was in 1984. I was in uh, San Antonio, Texas, and I got some material that talked about, you know, what happens in the dairy and egg industries. And I said, well, I think I have to stop dairy and eggs now, too. So that was immediate also because it was for the animals that I was doing this. So I couldn't I couldn't know and then continue, you know. So uh, it was a nice, exactly. 13, exactly. nice, nice 13 years of ignorance, you know, going, going, being, living in Omaha, you know, being at Z92, going out to dinner with Journey to the French cafe and having French onion soup and all this other stuff and thinking we were doing something. Steve Perry, you know, all of us, we, a lot of the members in Journey were, were vegetarian, you know, and now, now we know better. So we know better. So 35 well, years for me. Bob, all I can say is don't stop believing. Don't um, stop believing. There you go. <laughs> Well, yeah. Don't stop believing. No, no, seriously. I mean, I, I but I, I hope, I hope you have become re-energized um, at the idea that we have to get out there and get that vegan message. And please get Joseph Poor back on your show. And um, and you know he's a he's an articulate fellow, very bright. And people need to hear what the hell he's he's doing. Uh, we will. We'll, we'll do that. And uh, and don't forget our uh, L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest and San Diego Reggae Vegan Fest are are merely. Our, 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 you know, vegan, vegan activism hidden behind music, you know, it's like. Now tell me, t t tell me again the dates. The L.A. one is which okay, state? Okay, so, so uh, San Diego is Sunday, July 21st. Okay. And L.A. is Sunday, September 15th at MacArthur Park. And we'll be announcing the lineup for L.A. very soon. And it will be fantastic, like the lineup in San Diego, where third world headlines. And we have the movement, Yami Bolo, Empress Akua, Prime Liberty, Lamore and the Mystic Band, uh, Quinto Soul, and Sensi Trails, which will be... In MacArthur Park, MacArthur Park was the subject of a very famous song by Richard Harris many years ago. Yeah, MacArthur right? Park. You're right. With the cake uh, melting. Yes, uh, yes, yes. And Bob, Bob do, do, you you were. I had to remind you of that. MacArthur Park is melting in okay. the dark. All the green All the icing falling down. Someone left the cake out down. in the rain. I don't yes. know if I can take it, but it took so long to bake it, and we'll never have that recipe again. Yes, oh, yes. No, I'm gonna get yes. sued now by whoever published that. Whoever has the music rights, I'm gonna get sued for. God, that brings back that brings back <laughs> memories, McCarthy. Anyway, poor Richard is no longer with us. Poor Richard Harris has been dead for a few years now. However, all right, next week I hope. Let me next know. Next week, next week it will be, and our love to George, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Bob. Okay, Take care. Thank Peace. You. Peace. Bye bye.